93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, March 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a 24-year-old Pennsylvania woman was found dead inside a South Beach, Miami hotel room after two men drugged and raped her, police said. According to authorities, the body of Christine Engelhart of Richboro, Bucks County, was found on March 18th. Surveillance cameras at the Albion Hotel on James Avenue show her and two men around 1 a.m. that morning, 21-year-old Evoir Collier and 24-year-old Dorian Taylor, both of North Carolina, were arrested over the weekend and charged with sexual battery and burglary. They are currently being held without bond. The men were also accused of stealing her cell phone, cash, and credit cards once Engelhart was unconscious, according to a judge. Investigators believe Engelhart made contact with the suspects in a restaurant. One investigator said that a court surveillance video shows the suspects holding the victim up uh, and that the video made it clear that she was unable to consent. That's horrible. Awful. Investigators believe the suspects gave the victim a green pill to drug her. The medical examiner has not made a ruling on the cause of death uh, as they await toxicology results, officials said. If investigators find the pill that led to the death, the suspects could face manslaughter or murder charges. Engelhardt is a graduate of Council Rock High School North and was the manager at Joel's Thin Pizza in Newtown. The city of Philadelphia will not be easing its coronavirus restrictions to match the states on April 4th due to the increase in cases and hospitalizations, according to officials. Uh, Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley said Tuesday that he's concerned that the state is opening up too much and that the city will not ease its restrictions to match the state. Farley reported 533 new cases Tuesday, bringing the overall total in the city to 120,490. The week ending March 20th saw an average of 400 cases per day, which was up from a daily average case count of 287 the week before. As of Tuesday, 318 people are hospitalized in the city <clears throat> Excuse me, with the coronavirus, an increase from the 203 reported on March 7th. Farley said hospitals are not under strain, but the increase shows people who are more vulner- vulnerable to serious infections are being hit hard. Eight more deaths were reported Tuesday, bringing the total death toll to 3,230. With those figures in mind, Farley said that he believes that making the same changes the state made would further increase case rates, hospitalizations, and deaths. However, he said if the figures decrease by April 30th, restrictions will be eased. Farley chose April 30th because he projects a 50% vaccination rate in adults and a 75% vaccination rate for those 65 and older. As of Monday, over 446,000 people have been partially vaccinated and almost 175,000 people uh, have been fully vaccinated. On April 4th, Farley said food will be allowed to be served at business meetings and will allow outdoor catered events up to 250 people with restrictions. He urged anyone who plans to attend those types of events be vaccinated before they do so. Citizens Bank Park will be transformed into a large summer job fair this week. The NOMO Foundation, which stands for New Options, More Opportunities, and other local partners are helping individuals explore employment opportunities in the transportation, distribution, and logistics industry. Starting Wednesday at 9 a.m., the nonprofit will help teens prepare for the event by offering free haircuts, help to create a resume, interview attire, and mock interviews. Their mission is workforce development and providing a safe haven for the crime-ridden streets. Ricky Duncan, the executive director of New Options, More Opportunities, says it's so important because most of the crimes and most of the violence is coming from economic hardships. He believes if they can participate in supplying the youth and adults with jobs, that they'll lessen the problems in the city. The career fair kicks off Thursday at Citizens Bank Park. Officials say that there will be over 20 employers present and ready to hire. For more 
information to help uh, or to get help with registration, you can contact the PA Career Link Philadelphia at 1-833-750-5627, or you can send an email. It's info at pacareerlinkphl.org. In sports this morning... The Sixers won their third straight game, beating the Golden State Warriors last night in San Francisco, 108-98. to Tobias Harris hit a go-ahead jumper with 344 to play, scored another basket on the next possession, and finished with 25 points and 13 rebounds. Ben Simmons added 22 points and 8 rebounds for the Sixers, who improved to 31-13 with their ninth win in 10 games. The road trip continues tomorrow night with the game in Los Angeles against the Lakers. The Flyers lost again last night, falling to the New Jersey Devils 4-3. Sean Couturier scored twice in the final 10 minutes to nearly pull the Flyers out of a three-goal deficit, but they couldn't quite get the game-tying goal. Mackenzie Blackwood turned away 30 of 33 Flyers shots to take the win for the Devils, while Carter Hart stopped 28 of 32 in the loss. The Flyers are home again tomorrow night with a game against the New York Rangers. Quarterback Joe Flacco agreed to a contract with the Eagles receiving a one-year deal with $3.5 million guaranteed and the opportunity to earn $4 million more in incentives. Flacco will be the backup to Jalen Hurts, who is the presumed starter after the Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Colts. The move represents a return home for Flacco, who grew up in the area and went to high school in Audubon, New Jersey. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks so much, Kathy. The midweek spot is where we have landed today, a Wednesday, so we're going to go on Fox Good Day and say hello to the gang. Everybody look TV ready. We'll do that as we get closer to 8. Uh, we also have a secret text word today, a chance for you to win a digital download of the dark romantic comedy Happily with Joel McHale and Carrie Bechet. So you text the word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you and then later on ask you to call back in. The designated caller with that word is going to win and then we'll grab a random texter on top of that. Now, with all of that, it's also National Cheesesteak Day today. Oh, It is National Cheesesteak Day and therefore... Our friends at Steakum have uh, given us a bunch of stuff to give away today. Nice. In honor of that. So we'll have $25 Visa gift cards. And one winner this morning will receive an entire case of Steakums. I love Steakums. I do, too. Yeah. I turned my son on to him recently, Parker. He, he loves a, he's a cheesesteak eater. and uh, That's the way you do cheesesteaks. So he just makes, yeah. now Now he can make his own. So, I remember uh, when Steakums first came out, Preston, and I, I put one in a frying pan and it cooked in about 11 seconds. I thought, I'm yeah. a chef. It is unbelievable <laughs> how yeah. fast they cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a chef. It's, it's true. Chef. It's true. So uh, we'll have your chance to win those goodies, and I think we might, have another contest up our sleeves today because we have a surplus of things to give away. So yeah. let's do it. Excellent. Right? So we'll have that at some point this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get into the entertainment report. There's a lot of uh, movie uh, news and casting news and also un- an unfortunate death. Uh, and a guy who's just a great talent. Ta- uh, I agree. We'll get to that in a moment. Stay with us. Coming up next with a stupid question as well. WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's ask you a stupid question and hopefully give you a prize. We have a $50 gift card for Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue, a restaurant. They were awesome. Yummy. Question I have for you is this. What year did Britney Spears win her first Grammy? Mm. I didn't even know Britney won Grammy. I did not know that. All right, so, so a what, double shock. What year did Britney Spears win her first Grammy? So that indicates she won more than one. Uh, 215 263. WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Go through birthdays uh, today on Wednesday, March 24th. We'll wait for that call. There's a bunch of good ones today. Start with the great actress, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I love her. I do, too. Uh, she's 44 years old. Um, she's movies, been a ton of stuff. Yeah, like The Help and yeah. Zero Dark Thirty and The Martian. You know what she looks really cool in? The movie, I think it's Mama. It's a horror movie. And she's a sort of goth musician, so she's got the look you've never seen her has. And I thought she looked really great. I'd like to see yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Check out Stills from that movie. Yeah, I will do that momentarily. So uh, she's forty-four today. Uh, it's Louis Anderson's birthday today. I have not seen <laughs> Coming to America. I just, I know you guys said it's, uh, you know, it's okay, but it's probably worth seeing, right? Oh, it absolutely is. Okay. And you know I what? See it, it. For you especially, it is. It's like looking through a scrapbook of. Fond memories. So it doesn't improve on it. It's not doesn't ruin it. It's okay. just a nice little addition. All right. I got to do it. You said Louis makes his, he his does. appearance yeah, yeah. in it because he was in the first movie. Great story from Louis Anderson, how he got that role in the first movie. He was at a restaurant, saw Eddie Murphy, paid for his lunch. Eddie gave him a slot in the, in the, the movie. No. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. He just he saw him sitting at another table, and Eddie probably had a little entourage or whatever with him, and, and he just picked up his check. And Eddie uh, came over and was like, you didn't have to do that. That was really cool. And then he contacted him when he was casting wow. Coming to America. And because of that interaction, he gave him that uh, that role. And a legendary, his line, he says he always gets that when he's out and about. Now now I'm on um, uh, his line. I'm washing movie. lettuce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he says he gets that thrown back at him all the time. I love it. Yeah. Uh, he's 68 today. Uh, Robert Carradine. Yes. Revenge of the Nerds. Louis Skolnick. Is 67. He was going through some tough times several years ago. He had some really tough stuff going on. His brother, of course, was uh, David Carradine, and his dad was the classic uh, actor John Carradine. Yeah. So it's an acting family. Yeah. And he goes back to a child actor, see one of my favorite movies and yours, too, Cowboys. Absolutely. John, John Wayne. Wayne. He's one of the kids in the in the uh, the cattle drive. Um, but he, I, I think he had lost a lot of money. He wasn't getting any more work. And Acrimonious was, divorce. He's uh, having a tough time. Yeah. Ever, so I hope things have gotten better for him. Uh, he's 67 today. Lara Flynn Boyle. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, she she messed up with the plastic surgery. Kathy, this is one where, and Preston, classic Irish beauty. Stunning. Like, mm-hmm. Stunning. Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. amazing. And, and a good actress. And then the tinkering begins. Uh, yeah. And then if you correct one thing, well, that makes this other thing not look quite right. Yeah. And by the end of it, she looked like a salamander. 
She's 51 today. Uh, Allison Hannigan, who I've always had a bit of a yes. crush on uh, from How I Met Your Mother and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, of course, the American Pie movies. She also hosts the... Uh, um, Fool Us. Fool Us. Penn yeah. and Teller. She does yeah, a good job. she's great. She's uh, 47 today. Kelly LeBrock of Weird Science fame uh, is 61 today. She tinkered with her face a bit too much, too. She did. She was obviously the like the desire of all people who saw Weird Science, young, you know, young boys, teen boys. But I'll tell you what. I would love to see, has she ever written an autobiography about her life? Or did she write one recently? I'd love to read about her years with Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Because I know I that would was, too. yeah, that yeah. would have to be uh, eye-opening. And I actually, I liked that movie they were in together. I think it was Hard to Kill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a pretty good one. Well, she nurses him back. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's doing the acupuncture on him. Uh-huh. That's and actually when he would, he would talk above a, a slight whisper, a little bit. <laughs> yes, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he was in a coma and she was the nurse, right? right. He gets shot up yeah. and she takes him to like a remote a farm yep. and nurses yeah. him back. I remember the one thing I, the only thing I remember about that movie is he's so he's in a coma laying yeah. in the bed and she kind of takes a peek at his wiener yes. and just kind of, she's like, oh. She goes, please wake up. Yes. When he was still in Yes. I, I've seen that movie, I don't know how many times. I know it pretty well. She, they uh, should have her like looking, where is it? Uh, she's 61 today. Tommy Hilfiger, uh, big birthday for him today. The designer turns 70 years old today. I once had a duffel bag that said Tommy Hilfiger on the side. That's he about did. as close as I got to Tommy Hilfiger fashions. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was about the time he was surfacing. It was back when my mom still purchased me clothing. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> she would buy me all these Tommy Hilfiger shirts, and I didn't like them. I didn't. No, I didn't like no. the logo on them, and and I just eh, whatever. But you know, or you can feel like my mom and call it, uh, Tommy Hilfiger. Hilfiger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's seventy today. Uh, Peyton Manning celebrates his forty fifth birthday today. Yeah, it's crazy because I love him, but I hate his brother so much. Like you hate Eli. I hate Eli. Why Can't is that? Why do you think that? Is? I think it's. I think it has something. Well, a he played for the Giants. But yeah. B the way he came into the NFL, I was it just, it, I just didn't care for it. He was he was drafted by the Chargers, didn't want to play for the Chargers, so his dad Archie kind of came in, and you know. Well, Peyton has a sense of humor. Yeah. Like I, I love he's he's he actually is pretty good. He's been good on his SNL. Uh, you know, appearances. He's funny. Uh, he is 45 today. I had to throw this one in there. Nina. Nina! The German pop star. Yes. 99 Luftballons. Uh, she is 61 years old today. The song that will never go away. No, and I love the German on. version more. Yeah, they me did too. an English version. I yeah. very much, even though I don't know any of the words, what I mean, I've, I've since found out what the meaning of the song is, yeah. but... Um, I I prefer that German version of it. It, it, was, the, it was the first one I recall. Yeah, and it was an MTV staple. Yeah, there was a Thirty Rock episode where um, Tina Fey pretended to speak German, but all the all she did was <laughs> recite the lyrics, the lyrics of this. Oh, yeah. that's great. She was doing like a German Christmas Carol to Kenneth, and he's like. I recognize that. <laughs> By the end, he figured out that it was 99 Luft balloons. That's great. Uh, she turns 61 years old today. So, Nina. I like German as a language. Sometimes you know, it can it can be it can be aggressive, yeah. but it can also be sexy. I agree. Yeah. Um, another musician, Nick Lowe, who brought us this great song. Cruel great to song. Be, Cruel to be kind. Uh, I don't know a lot more from Nick Lowe, but... He had a run. I know he had this song, and it was uh, very, very uh, popular. So he turned 72 today. Happy birthday to Nick Lowe. A couple of other ones. Uh, Actress Lake Bell. Oh. 
who's Love got her. a rock hard body. <laughs> she's awesome. Wow, she's forty two years old today. She's a good director. Is that show that she has with Dax Shepard? Is that still on? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Were they out in the country? Out in the country. I don't yeah. know if it was renewed. Oh, yeah. Not sure. Uh, she was on The Practice, Boston Legal. A movie that I loved that she's in is It's Complicated. Really good. With uh, Steve Martin and Meryl Streep and uh, uh, Alec Baldwin. Okay, did we have her in studio? We did not. No. Okay. You know who we had? We had Gina Gershon. Oh, uh, no. I'm thinking... I can see why, or at least I get the two of them. They kind of have similar. There's a similar. I'm yeah, thinking Jordana Brewster as well. Jordana Brewster. Oh, Jordana okay. Brewster as yeah. well. Um, she, Lake Bell, is 42 today. Uh, Jim Parsons, Big Bang Theory, one of the most successful TV actors in history. Uh, with, uh, I, money goes. There'd be no, no need to work. I'll tell you what, yeah. though. He ended up, you were talking yesterday about uh, shows that have become uh, completely bingeable during pandemic. And Big Bang Theory was at the top, one of the top shows. Uh, so he is 48. And then the last birthday I saw from the Miami Heat, uh, basketball player Chris Both, Bosch, I'm sorry, uh, celebrates his uh, 37th birthday today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. And uh, what year did Britney Spears win her first Grammy? That's the question. 215-263-W, excuse me, MMR. And I'm going to go to Eric for the answer. Hey, Eric, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed. All right, Eric, what year do you have? 2004. Not according to my oh. story. Sorry, bud. That's incorrect. Oh, come on. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. Chill out. Here we go. And there we go. All right. Thank you. How many um, pages in is that? Well, let, nothing. Let me go to Steve. <laughs> let me go to Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. No, nothing. Steve? 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 No. Steve, Alan. All right. Uh, Alan. Let me try. Alan. The only other Alan. caller I have Alan. up here is Brian. Oh. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Brian. Do you have an answer? 1999. Not according to my oh, boy. Uh oh. Sorry. We beat, we rented crisis mode now. But remember, Preston, we've always uh, put this in this context. All answers are as per your answer. Correct. Yeah. Two one five two six three WMMR, and uh, let's see if you can guess the answer that I have. Now, the source I have here it says is BuzzFeed, so they're we can fairly reliable. We can blame them yeah. if it's incorrect, but uh, we'll get another caller in a moment. Call in if you think you know the answer. What year Britney Spears won her first Grammy? Call now. I'm going to go through some uh, stories while we're waiting for some more calls. Come in. Prince Harry has taken on a job as executive of Silicon Valley startup Better Up Incorporated. Uh, an online coaching and mental health firm. Uh, he's expected to guide product strategy decisions and charitable contributions and advocate publicly on topics related to mental health. He told the Wall Street Journal, I intend to help create impact in people's lives. Uh, proactive coaching provides endless possibilities for personal development, increased awareness, and an all-around better life. I would hate a job like that because I don't understand it. I don't understand, you know, like yeah. the description of him, like, what am I doing again exactly? Right, right. Uh, well, you're you're encouraging through robust uh, discourse, and uh, here's your stapler. Uh, Harry has long been an advocate for mental health and has been using the app himself for a few months. All right, it's uh, an app. He told the Wall Street Journal, I was matched with my coach, who quite frankly is truly awesome and has always given me sound advice and a fresh perspective, which is so valuable. So uh, he is uh, he's going to be on board with it. So him. I guess he's going to be doing the commute, the morning, hopping in the car right. with a cup yeah. of coffee, heading right. off, nine to fiver. Uh, all right, let me go back to the phone, see if we can get an answer to this. In 2000, I'm not going to say, I almost gave away the answer. <laughs> 
In uh, a year. Yeah. What year did Britney Spears <laughs> win her first Grammy? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> I'm going to go to Derek. Hey, Derek, how you doing? Morning, guys. Good Zooks. Good Zooks. Uh, good Zooks. Uh, Derek, what's the answer? 2003? No. Uh, hi, Michelle. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. All right, what's the answer, Michelle? 2006. No. Oh! Oh, my. Oh, my. Let me go next to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, Chris, what's the answer? 2000. No. I mean, how many years are there? <laughs> yeah. I want to go next to Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Hello. Hello, Dylan. Do you know the answer, sir? Uh, 2001. No. <laughs> Boy. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's try a Frank. Hi, Frank. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Frank, what year did Britney win her first uh, Grammy? 2005. Oh, my God. He got it right. Holy hell. That's probably the most calls we've ever gone through for a stupid question. Answer, Frank. Hang on the line. Yes, in 2005, she won the Grammy for Best Dance Recording for Toxic. Prior to this win, she had been nominated six times. And never won. She won in 2005. Am I correct? Yeah, that's when the Grammy was awarded. It was for a song that came out in 2004. Correct. So So maybe that's where the confusion was. And yeah, and her nomination would have come in 2004. Yes, but the award was The Grammy win was 2005. So there we go. Do we have the audio of her rubbing her face on her shower stall to create the toxic sound case? You know what I'm talking about? Uh You know the song Toxic, right? Of course I do. Right. So there is Is audio of Britney rubbing her face on her own shower stall recreating that sound. All right. Uh, when did you send that over? Uh, it's like two weeks ago. Okay. Two and a half weeks ago. Is this like one of her in, uh, Instagram posts? Yes. Yeah, she's and so it, uh, bizarre. It, she is Worth bizarre, it. but she she's right. <laughs> By rubbing her own face on her shower stall, she replicated the toxic sound that we all know so well. Wow. Okay. Now, right, we'll see if we can find it. Not aware I'm sure of it's in the Museum of Broadcasting. All right. Uh, I have uh, some other things to get into and some sad news following the announcement that George Siegel had died at age 87, the Golden Globe winning Oscar-nominated actors, peers in Hollywood, paid tribute on social media. Uh, Siegel, who died while recovering from bypass surgery, was nominated for five Golden Globes, an Academy Award nomination, a BAFTA nomination, and won two Golden Globes during the course of his career. He was great. I love George Siegel and loved his movies in the 70s, some of the funniest comedies ever. Uh, He received an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor for his performance in 1966's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Which is a, a desperately serious movie, you know, where it, th- that movie was, the scenery is getting chewed up by Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, who played the warring couple, and he was a, a young professor with his wife who get invited to a dinner party and have to watch the battle throughout the evening. Here's a clip from that movie that we have for you. Hey, you uh, played football, huh? Well, yes, I was a quarterback, but I was much more adept at boxing, really. You hear that, George? Yes, Martha. You still look like you have a pretty good body now, too. Is that right? Have you? Martha, it's still pretty good. I work out. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I think that's very nice. Well, you never know. You know, once you have it... You never know when it's going to come in handy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, why give it up until you have to? Um, uh, Ed Asner, who had worked with him before, said he was a great actor. Too many of these types of posts lately. Uh, R.I.P. George. Our buddy Adam Goldberg, of course, who he played Pops on uh, Goldberg on the Goldbergs. And the, and the heart of the show. He said it was a true honor being a small part of George Siegel's amazing legacy. By pure fate, 
I ended up casting the perfect person to play Pops. Just like my grandfather, George was a kid at heart with a magical spark. And I'll bet he loved being on that show. He did, because I, I saw some um, some behind-the-scenes stuff, Preston. They celebrated his birthday. This is probably two or three seasons ago. Brought him a cake. Everybody around him, he looked like he was with his legitimate family. And it was just wonderful. And and But you know, a lot of times when everything was centered emotionally, it was his character Pops that was sort of giving the clarity to what was going on. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a comedy and, and you know, they're... It can get a little crazy at times, but I, I loved his paternal, grandfatherly approach to the role. Uh, I loved him on, on Just Shoot Me as Just well. Just Shoot Me was great. That was a great show. Yeah, and he played, uh, he played uh, what was his name? Uh, God, uh, Jack Gallo. He was the uh He was the magazine yeah. owner or Impresario, publisher or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, and in fact, that the the chicken pot chicken pot pie is from that is that that we have played for years is, is right from that. It was uh, <laughs> it was such a great episode. Um, so yeah, he was a regular on uh, the Goldbergs in the last eight seasons of the sitcom. Uh, Albert Pops Solomon is who he played the eccentric but lovable grandfather. Uh, he filmed the last episode of the current season before his death which is set to air on April 7th, so we'll get a little bit more of him. We have a montage of him as Pops. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Can I go now? I've got a date with Shirley Nagel. She's got 12 grandkids, so you know she puts out. I'm very responsible with my money. You're using $10 bills as coasters. I ran out of five. No dirty jokes, no limericks, no lewd comments. This party sounds like a real drag. Mom's been gone for 10 years. He's dated at least five different women a week. That's over 2,000 women. You're saying something that's good, but you're saying it like it's bad. <laughs> uh, and apparently he had lost, uh, he, he was nominated for an Emmy, but he lost to Michael J. Fox. Right, he was nominated for, I believe, was playing Jack Gallo and Joe Shoot Me, and uh, here's his response. All right. Yeah, the nomination is the thing. I say that because I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox would probably say, it's all in the winning. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that, he has a point of view. <laughs> uh, he would always play his banjo. He'd always be out on the variety shows. He was always on the Tonight Show. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to see, if you want to go through some of the movies that were considered like very, uh, you know, off the deep end in the seventies, where's Papa and the Owl and the Pussycat? I mean, the, and where's Papa? He he has a senile mother, Ruth uh, uh, Gordon, who he desperately wants to die because she makes his life miserable. And there are hilarious scenes throughout it. And, and then uh, the Alan the Pussycat, Barbara Streisand's a hooker, and he's a failed writer, and they end up in this relationship. There's a great movie that my, my family, we love. I think it was called The Truth About Dick and Jane. Oh, it's great. Fun and with Dick and Jane. Fun with Dick and yeah. Jane. That's it. Yeah, him and Jane Fonda. Yeah. And they're well-to-do couple who lose all their money, and they have to turn to a life of crime. Start robbing, yeah. It's brilliant. It's a, it's a great movie. Did you ever so. see the movie The Hot Rock? No. With Robert Redford? So it's a comedy. And these guys, um, it involves the theft of a, of a diamond, and it's, uh, I think it's an Elmore Leonard novel that they, 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 it's just hilarious, and it's just one thing after another. But he had that sort of slick, comedic, 
every man kind of thing that was really cool. 87 years old, George Siegel. Sad news. All right, uh, some other things to move on to, some more frivolous things, like Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner is very frivolous. Well, she is sharing, sharing insight into her family with the Wall Street Journal mm. uh, magazine. She had dished on the future of her empire and who she calls in a crisis. Uh, the 65-year-old said that she'd call her 40-year-old daughter Kim if there was a crisis. Okay, so from the outside looking in, in that family, if you had a crisis to deal with, who would you call? Oh, Wow. Yeah, put Scott on the phone. He's the, I'd, I'd least... call Caitlin, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can I help you? Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, where's Disick? <laughs> Eat me. Uh, Chris said, uh, Kim would be my girl. She's, all, she's always all of our go-to whenever anything happens because she's so calm. Yellow. And she's the one who really thinks things through. Kim is your girl, she said. I'll tell you what, if you call an astrodistic, you know he'll be there because he does nothing. Right? Uh, Chris also admitted that uh, ending Keeping Up with the Kardashians after 20 years is the hardest decision she's made and why the 90s were the single hardest period of her life. She said, I think I was having more kids and trying to find balance between being a mom and work and trying to really establish what my career path was going to be. Why don't they cut the crap that the show is over? It's starting up again on Hulu. <laughs> Chris, who, by the way, was named CEO of Kylie Cosmetics by Cody last year after Cody bought the brand for $600 million, also discussed what's next for her famous family. She said that this is definitely a great stage in my life. She also pointed out that she's been CEO of my family for a very, very long time. And all the experience I've had over the 30 years of being a full-time businesswoman has led me to this very spot. Uh, these days, she has a 10% cut uh, for all of her kids' brands and deals. <laughs> you know, all of them. You can't argue with the fact that here was, it, this was, she was kind of a trophy wife to her husband. Yeah. It was a, a top lawyer in Hollywood. But I guarantee you, her earnings and what she's generated oh. has far eclipsed what he ever had. So she gets a 10% cut of yeah. Kim's brands yeah. and Skim's, Chloe's clothing line, Good American, uh, Courtney's lifestyle flat platform, Poosh, Poosh, Rob's sock company, oh, yeah. Arthur George, as well as his clothing company, Halfway Dead, and hot sauce company, uh, Grandiza Hot Sauce, Kendall's new tequila brand, 818, and a set of three new Kendall and Kim fragrances that come out of March 10th. She gets 10% of all of those. What? I wonder she why, is, though. Is she's the manager. She, than anybody. But she's one of the main. She's one of the main brokers of these deals. So, so she's brokering the deal, or yeah. is she is she putting money? What's technically her money no. into it so that I they can start up these companies? I think it's Steve's. Yeah, thing. I think it's like a commission. I think it's like a an agent yeah. or a manager's commission. You I know? mean, wow, good for her. Yeah, <laughs> can't take it away from her. And also, we know as in the song, uh, she loves the Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rogen has joined Steven Spielberg's upcoming film based on his childhood in Arizona. Rogen will take on the role of Steven of Spielberg's favorite uncle in the untitled film. Do we know if this is a straight-up biopic? Is this the story of Steven Spielberg, or it, is it a story inspired by Steven Spielberg? I think it's inspired by, and, and it's kind of loosely based okay. on him. So as previously reported, Michelle Williams is in talks to play a major part as well. Uh, the search is underway to find young actors of multiple ages to round out the cast uh, with one of them playing the role inspired by a young Spielberg, although the character's name will not be Steven. Uh, Spielberg co-wrote the script with Tony Kushner, who he previously worked with on West Side Story, Munich, and Lincoln as well. Who would you cast as a young Steve? Uh, you, I think the thing to do would be get, get a, uh, uh, a young unknown. 
Yeah. 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 That's that's usually works how, how young? What, what age? Uh, you know what, Case? I don't know. I'm okay. not sure at what point. It's it's uh, it's Morgan the late, late 1950s and early 60s. So whatever, if if you do the math, you can figure that out. And right. I'm not going to do the math. Yeah, no. It's too- uh, <laughs> plot details are being kept under wraps, but the film will focus on a young protagonist growing up in Phoenix, uh, and will examine the character's relationship with his parents throughout different time periods. Uh, production is scheduled to start this summer with a release uh, planned in 2022. You know, E.T. is basically this. Is, is a riff on how he felt as a kid when his parents divorced. So his father left. I was waiting for a punchline there. Yeah, no, it's it, the truth. Okay. No, that, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the truth. That is, the, uh, that is sort of the impetus of the creation of the story huh. of E.T. Uh, yeah. Did and, that. <laughs> and his, uh, yeah, the divorce, the yep. parents' divorce was a big blow to, yeah. uh, to him as a kid, yeah. Well, as movie going slowly begins to rebound in the U.S., it appears Hollywood studios aren't yet ready to release their biggest blockbuster hopefuls onto the big screen. So this was huge news. Disney has massively overhauled its upcoming slate and amended release plans for Black Widow, Emma Stone's Cruella, uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Pixar's Luca, and several others. Notably, Black Widow and Cruella will now premiere on Disney Plus at the same time they open in theaters. I think they'll do great in the theaters, and I think other people, I think, you know, that's that's probably the way to go, the split. You can't wait too much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cruella is arriving as scheduled on May 28th, but Black Widow has been pushed back two more months. <laughs> All right. It will debut on July 9th instead of May 7th. Quick question. Mm-hmm. A Quiet Place 2. Has that been um, any talk of that yet? There was no word in this particular article that I was reading about A Quiet Place 2 for me. So for me, and this is just, just my opinion on it, I, I would rather pay the $10 or whatever it is to go see Black Widow in the theater than pay the 35 for me and my family to watch it at home on yeah. Disney+. Plus. And you'll have and, that option. And I think that and like by July 9th, I think I'll feel really comfortable being yeah. in the theater or whatever. So I don't mind waiting because I want to see that one in the theater. Use my trick. Go at uh, 1 o'clock in yeah. the afternoon and sit in the furthest seat back to the <laughs> yeah. left of the theater. I love afternoon movies. I mean, we're lucky mm-hmm. enough to have a job like this where we yeah. can get out and see them in the afternoon. So especially in the summertime. It's, nice. it's always you and one guy rubbing one out. Well, okay. Oh, I don't know what God. movies you're going to. Unless but... you are the guy rubbing <laughs> one out. It's just you. Yeah. You know, one of the best movie experiences I ever had, it might have been, I don't think it was Endgame, it might have been Infinity War or something like that, But and, and you know, where they yeah. where they uh, uh, schedule them around the clock, and my sons and I went at like a 7.30 a.m. showing. Oh, nice. And we were the yeah. only ones in the theater. <laughs> Maybe six or eight more people straggled in after the, after the, the previews. It's the best. It was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it was a pain in the ass to get up that early and go, but once we got there, we were really, really happy. Did you bring breakfast? No. I mean, we ate breakfast okay. beforehand. You brought Roman candles. Of course. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, just spruce up the joint a little bit. Have some fun. <laughs> well, pyrotechnics. Uh, so, um, uh, Pixar's animated uh, coming-of-age adventure, Luca, won't play in theaters, and instead that is launching exclusively on Disney+. Plus. That will be at no extra cost, by the way. So that's not the premium. Okay. You know, th- because if you're going to get uh, Black Widow, it's going to come with that $30 rental fee. Right. Uh, which I think I, I don't think it's just a rental. Well, we did the Raya in the in the last. Did Dragon, you own it? And it said I could watch it any time. 
So for the rest of today. <laughs> yeah, I hope not, dude. No, no, no. For thirty I, I bucks, gone, I even doubled back and checked on it. But you so know. if you buy a Blu-ray or a four K Blu-ray combo pack, you're you're in the twenty twenty five range usually yeah. uh, of a movie. So that that to me would suggest that you own that. Co- I mean, I as so. much as you can own a digital copy of it, right? Yeah, you don't really yeah, yeah. own it. Once uh, your subscription, can you put is that over, in a bag? You're done with yeah, it. So. Exactly. All right. In other uh, superhero news, and I love this uh, Shazam Fury. Of the Gods is adding a super actor to its superhero story. Oscar winner Helen Mirren is joining the cast. Cool. She will be, excuse me, she will be the villain, uh, Hespera. Uh, Hespera is described as a daughter of Atlas. I was reading about this. Uh, Though she doesn't have a clear DC Comics counterpart, Atlas is the name of several DC Comics characters inspired by the Titan of the ancient Greek mythology. Marin is the latest addition to the cast, which includes West Side Story breakout Rachel Zegler, who will appear in an as-yet-undisclosed role that will be key to the story. Uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods will continue the story of teenage Billy Baston, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is struck into the by the living lightning of the gods and transformed into his adult superhero, Alter Ego Shazam. And the word is they will be shooting some exteriors in Philadelphia? I hope so, man. Yeah, they better. Yeah, I think we talked to Sharon Pinkett. We did. She may have mentioned yeah. that. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, Asher Angel, the guy who played yes. Billy, yeah. is, is returning. So Good. We'll, it will follow his. He's growing up. Yeah, what is he like? Thirty now? No, mm-hmm. no. He's, but he's getting a little bit older. Maybe he's in. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's a senior in high school or something. I'm not Mark sure. Same in school. Uh, so Zachary Levi will once again play the kid at heart superhero, Alter Ego Shazam, uh, bestowed with the powers of the six gods, which I didn't know. Uh, the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, and the courage of Achilles, also the speed of Mercury. Uh, David S. Sandberg is returning to direct the sequel. I loved that movie. I really enjoyed it. It finished up with the... Now, I'm not as well-versed in Shazam yeah. as um, you know the, some of the other stuff. There was that worm at the end of the movie. Right, in the after credits. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I wonder how that plays into Yeah, everything. that's got to be a part of the It has to be, movie, right? right? Um, Steve, this is uh, sad news. Uh, I could have put this in music news, but uh, we were just talking about this guy the other day. 70s hit maker B.J. Thomas. Oh, no. Has revealed he's battling stage four lung cancer. Uh, Thomas, uh, who is now 78 years old, is best known for his hits Hooked on a Feeling. Yep. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Hey, won't you play another mm-hmm. Somebody done somebody wrong song. You guys probably don't remember that, do you? No. Uh, Thomas also sang the theme to the ABC ABC sitcom Growing Pains. Oh, that's him. Show me that smile. Show show me that smile. And for the series' first season, Thomas, Thomas sang the song solo, and in subsequent years, he performed that song as a duet first, with Jennifer Warnes. Yeah, yeah. So that's her singing. She wrote a, a number then, of those themes. And then later on, Dusty Springfield. Wow, Dusty Springfield. I didn't know that. He's so. very versatile. He used to, he sang the original 60 Minutes theme. He did not. Yeah. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. It's a good song. So, by the way, I guess in later seasons, yeah, Dusty Springfield sang the female part on this yeah. song. Yeah. And she's a legend as well. So, right, who is this that we're listening to then? Who's the chicken? That's Jennifer Warren's, it sounds like. I right? think so. Yeah. As long as we got each other, we got the world's That's Steve on guitar. <laughs> we gotta be the luckiest dreamers. We never quit dreaming. 
So BJ Thomas with a stage for lung cancer, sad news, and hopefully, hopefully he can beat it. Uh, the scene in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where they have that sort of montage where they're you know the raindrops right keep the falling away. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, and he's the singer of that. Um, this is cool, and man, would I love to get here. April 21st will mark the fifth anniversary of Prince's death, and on that day, Paisley Park, his home studio and, quote, creative sanctuary, will invite fans to pay tribute to the late artist in its atrium free of charge. So you just Uh, go on in. Advanced reservations are required, but you can go in there. I really want to go to this someday. I, I don't have any reason to be in Minneapolis, uh, but I would like to see this for myself. I don't know why, but I'm. I'm we fasc- can visit our old program director. I am fascinated by the whole thing about Prince. Prince Aura. Yeah. The odd thing is, if you look at the whole facility from the outside, it looks almost just like a commercial building. Yeah, yeah. like it does. Uh, yeah. But I, I took a peek at some of the interior. It's pretty wild. Not like a commercial building. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks gorgeous. Uh, guests are also welcome to leave flowers, mementos, and other memorial items in the fr- in front of the love symbol statue outside of the Paisley Park main entrance. You have a trampoline in the back. Uh, for those <laughs> unable to visit in person, an online memorial uh, will be available at paisleypark.com. Do you guys play cornhole over there or anything <laughs> like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in the, you must purify yourself at the game of Cornhole. Uh, in the years since his death, Paisley Park has effectively become a Prince Museum, although the pandemic obviously has curtailed those efforts. His estate, which was in considerable disarray at the time of his death, has reached agreements with Warner and Sony Music and has embarked on an ambitious reissue campaign that has produced three excellent box sets for 1999 Purple Rain and Sign of the Times as well as a uh, superbly curated website containing a detailed history and all of his official videos, among other projects. You look at at the facility, you wonder if he has some sort of subterranean sort of Bruce Wayne entrance, right? totally. You would imagine. And and he was a Batman fanatic. He sure was, yeah. Uh, He wanted to play Batman in the original Michael Keaton role. That wouldn't have worked. Uh, No, it would not have worked. (laughs) But once once your story. I would like to... uh, (laughs) I'm gonna eat you up. I would like to uh, uh, to be at, P- at Paisley Park for a tour sometime. I can't hold you over the edge, so can you stand on the edge? <laughs> <laughs> not strong enough. Yeah, I'm not strong, Batman. Right. All right, and then uh, one last story: Roku is launching a branded content uh, into the branded content biz. Uh, the new studio will produce new creative ad formats and programming, full fledged TV programming for marketers who want to go beyond the traditional 30-second ad unit. Uh, According to Roku VP of ad marketing Dan Robbins, Roku is teaming up with the entertainment brand Funny or Die uh, that will see its super-talented team of producers, editors, designers, creatives, and more join Roku. Funny or Die was almost dead at this point. According to Robbins, alongside Funny or Die executives Chris Bruss and Brian Toombs. You remember Uh, the original people involved were Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Yeah. Funny or Die is exiting the branded content business per their agreement. So we'll see what huh. that ends up meaning. All right. Um, I think, yeah, we can get to the clips now. <laughs> In the new series Zero Chill, a 15-year-old figure skater is forced to leave everything she knows behind when her family follows her twin brother to a prestigious hockey academy. And in this clip, star Grace Beatty describes one of her favorite scenes. Here we go. 
That's my bad. This is my favorite scene. Stop, stop. Let's hear this clip now while we have it here. This is Brittany rubbing her face on her shower. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. And this makes the noise for she, toxic? Yeah, you'll, you'll hear. Yeah. <laughs> That's her rubbing her face on a wet shower stall. One more time. Okay. <laughs> it disappeared, Case. That's weird. The whole the whole wave uh, waveform just disappeared. I don't know why. It's a one-time clip only. Uh, yes, yes. It well, self-destructs after yeah. you play it. Now everything's frozen. The whole... Oh, we can't do the clips. Are you kidding me? No, the whole yeah. thing froze. Brittany effed it up? Yeah, she did. Brittany! Hey, leave Brittany alone. Leave Brittany alone. Um, okay, uh, I don't even have the um, transcription of leave this. Leave Brittany alone! You do have clip. the last five words of the transcription, Preston. I do, and yeah. that's it. So... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so always Grace, great to be there. Grace Beatty describes one of her favorite scenes, and she says, "Isn't an aggressive fight?" Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Zero <laughs> Chill is streaming now on Netflix. Okay, next clip: <laughs> the massively destructive sea monster and gorilla square off in a battle for the ages in the new movie Godzilla vs. Kong. And here, star Millie Bobby Brown shares how she has grown as an actor, something that I've grown to learn. Wow. <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong begins streaming tomorrow on HBO Max, by the way. I'll tell you, so um, I think, Nick, you've seen the movie. Casey, you've seen the movie. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen the movie. Yeah. One thing they do convey, Preston, is uh, in the battle, uh, they uh, they really convey the enormity of these things fighting, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, and you're not going to watch this movie based on a Millie Bobby Brown clip. No. There, right. In fact, there's nothing There's nothing that any human does in this movie that is worth watching for one second. That's true. Yeah. And the two like stars of the movie are a gigantic gorilla and a gigantic li- lizard. So uh, you can suspend disbelief for <laughs> about a, right. an hour and a half to two hours. Now, lest you be worried, you know, this follows sort of the original deal. So as you can imagine, the battling doesn't go on that long. Yeah. But okay. they do battle. All right. Uh, that's it. Hope you enjoyed the clips uh, that we had this excellent. morning for you. Audio yes. quality was great. All right, we're going to take a break. Don't forget, secret text word, chance for you to win a digital download of the dark comedy, uh, romantic comedy, I should say, happily. So text word secret to 39333. We'll see if you win a little bit later on. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Um, so we're going to go live on Fox Good Day in a little bit. And uh, we got some time. By the way, today is National Cheesesteak Day. Yes. Uh, so I figured it's a food, food thing. Food is on the brain. Yeah. And, uh, we're we're going to do some giveaways with Steakham in a little bit who have uh, stopped by this morning to give us some stuff to give to you. Uh, but uh, let's have a seat and uh, have a meal, if you will. Let's it's start. time for the Connoisseur and Honor National Cheesesteak Day. We're going to talk all things food. We definitely are. Maybe we can get into a cheesesteak discussion at some point. You know, there's a Goldberg's tie into uh, cheesesteaks. They always run that episode. Yeah, where they, donkeys. Uh, donkeys. Right? Yep, and, absolutely. And the whole big thing was that uh, the best cheesesteak in the world is not in Pennsylvania. And you know what? It was really, really, good. really, really, really I need to good. get back there. I know. I'll have to yeah. when I have a, a cheat moment. I'll do that. Well, yeah. and some people call no fair uh, because it's not on the long roll. It's on a Kaiser. 
Yeah. And Poppy C. Kaiser or whatever. Uh, oh, I got no problems with that. I oh, I don't man. care. Yeah. I think it just tastes great. That's I think all there is to it. If you put it in be- yeah, if you put it in between white bread, it's still a cheesesteak. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Word. All right. So uh, I've got my yes, chef's, chef's hat, hat on. Your uh, puppy chef's hat. Uh, so we're going to start with this. What is the technical name of that hat? Uh, chef's hat. Chef's hat. Is, it, is it literally just <laughs> chef's know. hat? I, you got me. Because yeah. there's a couple different ones. I think like sous chefs wear a different hat. And okay. so there's a variety of different uh, hats that are worn in, in certain restaurant situations. So uh, it's called a toque, Steve. All right. There we go. Uh, so according to this, it says uh, the chef's hat is officially called a toque. It's, that's toque. Uh, which is Arabic for hat. All right. While the term has existed for a few thousand years, the French popularized the word when referring to a chef's hat, according to Culinary Anyone. Huh. That's a, a website, I guess. By the 1800s, that hat has become known as the toque blanche. Oh, because it's white. Or uh, white hat. Yeah. I know you're about to get going with something, Kaiser. Right. Uh, I don't think a cheesesteak in between white bread is, is still a cheesesteak. It is. All right. Maybe we can come back to this. <laughs> okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> no, I, I mean, is it, is it called a cheesesteak uh, roll? I, no, I think, it's called I think, cheesesteak. I think you bastardized the sandwich by putting in between white bread. Okay. If we're um, going to come back to cheesesteak. You're talking about later. sandwich bread, just regular sandwich yeah. bread? Yeah. I mean, what if you put a hamburger Meat in between a piece of, two pieces of white bread? It, it, Is no. it I not a, a hamburger, hamburger anymore? I, I will it's accept. that you didn't have any rolls left and you had nothing else to use. I will accept right. a Kaiser roll, but a white bread, I think you are killing the, the very <laughs> being of what a cheesesteak is. It's still a cheesesteak. I'm not saying I'm not killing the being of it, but it's still a cheesesteak. If you put peanut butter and jelly on a hoagie roll, it's still a peanut butter and jelly. Jelly sandwich. Would you then call it a steak sandwich? Because I don't see that as a steak sandwich. A steak sandwich I see on a roll. I think well. if like if you put it on a bagel, it's no longer a cheesesteak. I, I think if you put it on white bread, like I'm thinking, like uh, you know, the bread has that much sway over it. You think? Yeah, I, I think you have ruined huh. the well, very concept of of a cheesesteak. I think you it's like um, steak sandwich ingredients on white bread. I, I think Do it's me no favor. longer a cheesesteak. Put some documentation together and send it on over. Let me ask you: uh, You have a problem with cheesesteak egg rolls? They're Still not- called cheesesteak. It's Is not it? even a remotely a cheesesteak. <laughs> it's not no, a cheesesteak. It's called it's a, got che- cheese it's steak a cheese steak ingredient. No, it's not. It's, it's a cheesesteak cheese egg roll. Don't call it a cheesesteak egg roll. Then don't call it a cheesesteak egg roll. You think that's a cheesesteak sandwich because... Because it's got cheesesteak material in it. It is not a cheesesteak sandwich. It has cheesesteak. Ingredients. It has cheese steak. But it does not... It's not a cheesesteak... In the classic form, it's a cheesesteak egg roll. Cheesesteak egg roll. I, I just want to point out to everyone, you know, looking at Casey's body language, he's deadly serious yeah, about yeah. all oh, this right Well, it's, it's dumb. It's wrong. It's, it's, it is a dumb conversation to have, and it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a dumb... Listen, it's a che- I don't... It's a cheesesteak. It's what is inside the roll that it's named after. It doesn't matter what you wrap it in. It okay. doesn't matter, like... And cut Nick yeah. some slack, because he said really loose bowel movements. For yeah, the past day okay. Or two, so. He's not thinking right. <laughs> yeah. He's low on electrolytes. He just had a visit down to the third floor. Did you make a cheesesteak? Well, no, but man, do they got a nice bathroom down there. <laughs> All right, we, we may circle Good thing back that to company's not back yet. <laughs> yep. Maybe we'll circle back to cheesesteaks. Right. They did a couple other things. Um, so this this kind of hit virally uh, yesterday. Writer and comedian uh, Jensen Carp believes that his box of cinnamon toast crunch contained shrimp tails in it. He wow. tweeted on Monday. Uh, the post went viral uh, as of yesterday. It was retweeted like over twelve thousand times. Probably a lot more by now. Um, and some were sharing stories of what they have found in products over the years. And there's loads of stories. We've like done that. this many times. Yeah, sure. Uh, but the General Mills cereal had responded to Carp's tweets 
saying that it appeared to be an accumulation of cinnamon sugar. No, and okay. that there was no possibility of cross-contamination uh, with shrimp. So they're, they're saying it just, you know, it is, bizarrely, it's it's in the shape. What's of, their popular shrimp cereal? Is it possible? I the, um, don't know. Uh, so that has sort of a creme brulee feel to it, right? Like a little bit like the crust of a creme brulee. Oh, like uh, yeah. the, the caramelized top yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Carp isn't buying it. He responded that, quote, after further investigation with my eyes, these are cinnamon-coated Shrimp tails, you weirdos. I wasn't all that mad until you now tried to gaslight me. Yeah. Uh, in a statement to USA Today, General Mills spokesperson said that the company was still investigating but can say with confidence that this did not occur at our facility. They said, we are waiting for the consumer to send us the package to investigate further. Any consumer who noticed their cereal box or bag has been tampered with, such as the clear tape that was found in this case. And I don't know what he meant. I don't know. He, okay, there was so clear tape and then contact a, us. Right. Yeah. And then also, did he say there was mouse droppings as well? Was that yeah. part of the thing? There was mouse droppings that was basically coded into... Because, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, it was a General Mills. They could have made this go away just by simply... Uh, acknowledging his his complaint and that and but then they they didn't so he investigated the rest of the bag found string tape essentially what happened was there was a there was a mouse nest that got scooped up into this particular bag and because there was string tape there was I believe cinnamon toast crunch that has like mouse droppings kind of cooked into it or whatever. And mind Does you, he have verified proof? Uh, of I didn't see all yeah, this. It, yeah, they, yeah um, uh, we were looking at a picture of the verified proof. And by the way, I also ate cinnamon toast crunch yesterday, knowing full well that this was you know in the I news. Love or cinnamon toast crunch. I, my I love it. Yeah. So I just you know if that were to happen to me, I probably would have eaten around it or whatever. But I'd like to try that cinnamon uh, rat dropping cluster that he has in his hand. I keep hearing that the churro cinnamon toast crunch is amazing. Uh, really? So Carp's tweet was subsequent uh, and subsequent tweets uh, started a debate on what was in his cereal. Some Twitter users voiced concerns about shellfish allergies <laughs> and so on. I don't think it's shellfish. They have asked him to. Uh, General Mills has asked him to send it to them so they can take a look at it. And Do a check. Yeah, and find out what it's all about. So, to me, it's like one of those little things that you get, like a, like a special gift where you get a bag of like the, the classic thing is you get a bag of regular potato chips and there's a ruffle chip in there for you, yeah. like, a, like a prize. <laughs> to me, the uh, shrimp tails would be like, a, oh, uh, look at me, look what I got. And by the way, do you know who this guy is? This is uh, apparently Topanga's husband. Oh, Topanga's husband? Yeah. Why didn't he sign it that way? Would have been more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> What's the actress's name? Uh, Danielle, Danielle Fischel. Fischel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and speaking of uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, Pillsbury has now created their Cinnamon Toast Crunch-inspired cinnamon rolls. Wait a uh, the package showed that there are eight <laughs> rolls each in each pack and icing. What? But it says that they're going to be limited edition offering, but it's not clear what makes these different from regular cinnamon buns. Because how can you get well, more... It's like a cheesesteak. How can you get more cinnamony? <laughs> if you have it on regular bread, it's still a cheesesteak. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so no word on exactly uh, when they'll roll out to stores. I love, I love like Cinnabon. Uh, I mean, I like just the regular Pillsbury. Make them at home. Yeah, yeah. And when they're hot, oh my god! But Kathy, I you know, uh, I was looking at a roll the other day. You know how much they are per? Because I'm I'm counting calories. Let's right go now. a thousand. Uh, not thousand. No, it's not to that level. But one. One what? One cinnamon rolls three hundred calories. Oh my god! No. So here's here's the deal. 100. That's why you have to stay away. I, I really occasionally at an airport, I'll do it. You know, uh, but uh, 
Oh, we used to make them. It was our regular oh, really? weekend, oh. Saturday and Sunday. You can be my regular weekend. Fresh out of the oven. Yeah. <laughs> also, Kids love them. I bet you the the ones that you're talking about, Steve, if that little tiny one that you're making oh, at home yeah. like is like Those are a thousand. They're cinnamon buns a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. What a way to die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. What a way to take in a it's thousand calories. so <laughs> effing good. So, is there anything cinnamon can't do? No, uh... I, it's funny, Steve. I thought you were going to say something else when you said that. Well, that's why you can't. And I was thinking you were going to say that's why you can't look at the nutritional information when you clearly know that you're eating something that's not necessarily good for you. If you don't know the nutritional information, it has no count. That's yeah, right. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. But it would behoove you to take a look at it from time to time. Or not you. Not yeah. me, man. Not I don't want to. I don't want to know. You know, it ruins it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's stay in the cereal aisle for a moment. I love the cereal aisle. Uh, yeah, it is a fun aisle, yeah. isn't it? Uh, Kellogg's is bringing back its cereal straws following a 12-year hiatus. So things have been gone that long. What are cereal straws? So it's uh, literally, it's a it's a straw. For the milk? Made out of the, uh, yeah, oh. made out of like the cooking material. And you drink it and then you eat the straw. You know? I, I never saw that. this. Yeah. You remember those? No, not oh. familiar. Um, yeah, so it's got, um, uh, it's got like a, uh, a cereal coating on the outside and on the inside is, you know, sugary and so oh, okay, on. like a little a little gimmick for kids, right? Yeah, totally. I so, see like, like uh, some are made out of the Fruit Loops material. Yeah, so Fruit Loops and Cocoa Krispies. All right. Oh, Cocoa Krispies I'd be down with. Well, ones that, yeah, because it turns into chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. Yeah. Uh, you'll it's, be, it's science. You'll be able to find them in stores uh, beginning in October of this year, by the way. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a, uh, so for me, Cocoa Krispies and Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Krispies would turn your milk really into like a chocolate milk. Very much so. Very much. Cocoa yeah. Krispies would get you in that realm, but Cocoa Krispies gave you some real chocolate milk drink. You mean Cocoa Puffs. Co- Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs, Puffs would get you in that realm, but Cocoa Krispies, yeah. they were smaller, a yeah. little more darker, yes. a little, little more mysterious, a little more densely chocolate, <laughs> and uh, therefore would create, I, I agree, Steve, a, a thicker, more chocolatey <sighs> chocolate milk. Preston, you ever have Rice Krispie treats made from Cocoa Krispies? I want to say that I have. They're yes. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Because uh, you can do that. They're the pretty much the same size. All right. Um, how about I'm hungry, Easter? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Easter. And this is... That's the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, that's the one. Yeah. So What did he have for breakfast? Cadbury eggs. You know yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Americans have voted. And the 2021 Cadbury bunny is officially Betty the Australian White's tree frog. Huh? From Stewart, what? Florida. Wait, what? You got a uh, frog as a bunny? So, yeah, they, they, oh. I guess they had a, uh, uh, like, tryout. You, you yeah. know the commercial? They did the yeah, so they did different animals. They different to, animals. So, yeah. so they actually Bye. turned this into a bit of a contest, and they have this frog that will be the star of the forthcoming Cadbury Clucking Bunny commercial. It's actually a really cute frog. Um, and it's set to air on TV Nationwide this spring, by the way. Uh, Betty's owner, Caitlin V, says of her pet, uh, she has a wonderful. She is a has been a wonderful companion at college, and thanks to the support of my friends, family, and the amphibian community, I know she'll make Cadbury proud as she <coughs> inherits the bunny ears. That's your impression of a frog. That is. I found it in the middle of the road and was going to pick him up, and he <coughs> made, made that noise. I will leave you alone, Mr. Frog. Uh, what is, by the way, just, and I'm going off on a tangent here, but when you see a frog sitting there and it's, and the lower part of its neck is pulsating, what's mm-hmm. exactly occurring at what's that happening? point? What's happening? I don't know. Is it yodeling? 
I don't know. It might be some kind of a um, breathing a, thing, a signal that yeah. it's giving to other animals, or it might be a breathing thing. But I think that's part of the reason why they probably did it, Steve. Yeah. Because you know they have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From those um, commercials. So, uh, but I think it's a cute frog. I think it's a good idea. I'm not a fan of the Cadbury eggs. I have to say, uh, I don't like them either. Too sweet. I hate them. Too sweet. Yeah. Uh, As a kid, I might have liked them just yeah. the novelty because it looks like an egg yolk on the inside. Right. But I, yeah. don't, I don't like those things. I never cared for them. But you know what? I never had was the the just a straight up caramel eggs, caramel. Uh, from Cadbury. Cadbury. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've had those. Either. That might be. Well, I love caramel, but I might be too much caramel. Mm. All right. What else? More from the connoisseur. Are we still talking sweet stuff, or are we going savory? We're going to talk about food and exercise. Uh, together. Yes. And so, according to this study, drinking coffee before you work out could make it more effective for you. I usually have a uh, a cup of tea before I work out. Lately, I've been doing a cup of coffee before I work yeah. out without knowing about this. Because I'll uh, sometimes I'll go home, be able to take a nap. Then I get up, have a cup of coffee, go work out. I love, when I'm on the treadmill, I love to eat a steaming hot bowl of soup. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any kind in particular? Uh, tomato. Yeah. I know that's your go-to. I that's thought maybe go-to. a French onion. University of uh, Granada researchers found drinking a strong coffee 30 minutes before your next workout can boost the rate of fat burning that takes place. Well, the caffeine's kicking in there, helping oh, along. They suggest that... Uh, a heart attack on the treadmill. Absolutely. But... <laughs> your heart's pulsing away like a nuclear reactor. The study suggests that caffeine increases fat oxidation, helping you to burn off excess weight more easily. In the study, consuming uh, three milligrams of caffeine, the equivalent of a strong cup of coffee, was linked to greater fat-burning effect regardless of the time of day, but that the effect was more pronounced in the afternoon compared to during the morning. So then do if you could do like five or six jolts, jolt colas. Jolt colas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or take some Reviverin. Do you remember that? <laughs> Reviverin. Caffeine. Oh, Reviverin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reviverin. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Revive with Vibrin. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a friend that may or may not have been me who uh, went to the gym every day after work before they had kids yeah. and smoked pot and <laughs> then we work out. And this person I said it was know. awesome. They really? really? Yes. Uh, yeah. I could never do that. It, yeah. always, it makes me, it, it, uh, it, it it uh, suppresses you? my motivation. Well, so at night, when this friend would be woken up by the guy closing up the gym <laughs> on the bench. Well, this guy always said that if they were going to do something while uh, under that influence, it was yeah. always best to either be doing it uh, right afterwards or like while doing it. Otherwise, it kind of robs you of all motivation. Right. So would this right. would this person, like if they were using a curling bar, would they glue the joint to the curling bar <laughs> no, because as they once, raised it up? Once the blood started pumping, like you, you were yeah. good to go. Oh, all right. right? Yeah. Man, I had a friend in college, and he would work all, uh, work out every morning uh, hungover, you know, and, and when we would have uh, parties, and, I, and that's how he would get rid of his hangover. I could never do that. But he'd be, you know, the guy in the gym Saturday, Sunday mornings, working really hard, and, it, and like, he would sweat out the booze, you know? Uh, that's how, Listen, when I've had any sort of building cold, like, if, if I've ever had any situation you where work I feel it like out? cold coming, I work it out. Yeah. I sweat it out. And uh, whether that's psychosomatic or whether it has any sort of efficacy to it, it seems to work for me. Yeah, it works for you, so it helps. Yeah, and then then the hot soup is really uh, right, especially on the treadmill. All right, uh, let's uh, let's head into the wine cellar. The wine cellar. I'm here. All right. If you want people to like the five dollar bottle of wine that you serve them, just tell them it's more expensive. (laughs) Of course. Researchers in Switzerland found that people perceived cheap wine as more pleasant when they were told that it was pricey. 
Uh, an experiment found participants perceived no difference in pleasantness when they were aware of the price of a wine, but when asked about how they perceived the intensity of taste, most expensive wines were rated higher and taste aligned with the actual retail price. I could see how this could happen easily. However, um, not with me. I My taste is so, like, I just, I know what I like. I know what I don't. Not saying that I don't like cheaper wines, but I uh, actually was at a friend's house and they opened up, I think it was like, I want to say maybe a $400 bottle of wine, okay? Yes, it was like a very... Did you know um, that prior to drinking? Uh, yes, we. Oh, I, did? I okay. did know prior to drinking that it was a very expensive wine. I hated it yeah. and they were like they couldn't they, they couldn't even believe it like they were like give me your glass yeah this was prior COVID, prior to covid give me your glass don't waste it and I, and I wasn't going to i said i'm not going to waste this and and like force it down right when i don't yeah. like it and you guys are so excited to drink this you know it was a special occasion the whole thing so i was like here you go you can you can have it i'm not you know i'm not going to waste it Kathy, let me ask you this. If you have, because uh, I don't mind cheap wine either, and occasionally we'll, you know, buy boxed or whatever, but, like, uh, if I get a hangover from a boxed wine or a cheap wine, that hangover is worse than if I had been drinking good, expensive wine the night before. Yeah, you know what? A lot of times when you go to wineries, like, uh, I rarely get a headache from uh, wine that I drink directly from the, the winery, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they say it's because um, it's not bottled and it's not, uh, huh. you know, like sitting like like, it, like it's 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 fresh. Yeah. So you're not going to get that headache or hangover hmm. or whatever. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but. On the show, a bunch of us watched their servant. They they drink wine like crazy constantly. on that show. Yeah. And they're constantly like going, tasting, going, this is crap. And yeah. Dumping it out. And well, so, he's got, they, he has a full wine cellar. And oh, he's, yeah, and they're 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 very snooty about their Extremely. food to begin with. Extremely, yeah. So they uh, they they have a very sensitive palate. Do you guys get hangovers when you drink cologne? Um, <laughs> well, I'm usually pretty drunk to start yeah. when, right. I, when I dip in, into the. Cologne. Hard to say what caused the <laughs> right. hangover. Yeah. In the first I think place. it was the high karate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't drink anymore. Where. I'm gonna get that that terrible hangover. Like I I can I know you when, know where to stop. <laughs> where to stop? Yeah. Once the because, bottle's done. Well, and because it ruins the entire next day, right. and you know when you've got 900 things to do, it's not it's not in the cards anymore. Here I am at this point in my life, never having had a hangover, and and I I get the feeling I'm not missing. No, much. you're not you're missing not. anything as far as the hangover goes. All right, let's stick with the booze. Uh, we're gonna come out of the cellar and go to the bar though. Uh, Liqueur brand Bailey's has a new limited edition flavor for the summer, and that is colada. I bet you anything that's being introduced, because people are just so chomping at the bit to get out and enjoy the summer at some level, uh, I bet you something like this is going to take off. Uh, the brand describes it as a blend of our irresistible Irish cream with the flavors of creamy coconut and sweet, juicy pineapple. Are you a Bailey's fan? Uh, I Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like, it's not a go-to for me, but yeah. it, it's yummy for sure. Right. Uh, but pina coladas, man, if you get one in the right setting, oh, it's heaven. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, so it says also uh, the creamy coconut and sweet, juicy pineapple to create a smooth and creamy drink that's ready to serve straight from the fridge. So oh. it's one of these pre-mixed, you know, you, if you, like <laughs> you just pour it and you go for it. So. Um, I can't do anything creamy. No kidding. Yeah. Really? It's like heating up fruit for you. Right? Uh, it, maybe. I don't know what it is, but if it's like, Really? Yeah. May I tell you that so for me, when I get virgin virgin versions of these drinks, like a um like a pina colada, 
Um, they're, uh, they're very good. Aren't they? Uh, yeah. Daiquiris, yeah. virgin version. The second there's booze in it, I can tell, and, and I hate it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and you, all you have to do, Steve, is just buy a, uh, you, you can buy pina colada mitt. Yeah, yeah. And just throw in some ice and blend it up, and there you go. You got your virgin, uh, virgin pina colada. Yeah. All right, so, Kath, like, never a white Russian? Oh, God, or... no. Really? Ooh, no, like no, those. no. Those are good. Yeah, like, uh, I like Bailey's a lot. Like, um, milk, coffee, yeah. over ice cream. Just straight out of the bottle. <laughs> you ever had a Brandy Alexander? Cologne? <laughs> Cologne? I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. I, it was John Lennon's favorite drink, and it's it's like I love the Brandy Alexander. It's like brandy and milk. Okay. Uh, oh, that's I, weird. Uh, yeah, but... Does it make the milk curdle? Apparently he loved them. Uh, I don't know. The milk is curdling. Look at this, Yoko. There were a couple know. of Bailey's shots that were good. Uh, Irish Wink, I think, was one of them. Uh, that's Bailey's in vodka. That was right. pretty good. Brandy Alexander is uh, cognac, cream de coco, and cream. Uh, and so, cream too. There you go. So, <laughs> but it's an cream. extremely creamy, yummy drink. I bet it's really good. But um, anyhow, so they're going to have a new colada flavor from nice. uh, Bailey's coming out. Uh, Case time wise, yeah. how are we doing here? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're supposed to go on with Fox in about fifteen minutes or so. We have a little bit of time. If you got a small right, little, I got time for another. We'll like do an a appetizer, sh- short one. Yeah. We'll I do think it. as you move along with the connoisseur, your hat should deflate, Preston. It should uh, shrink a little bit more. <laughs> right. when we push it down. <laughs> right. As you're running out of stories. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's almost low on stories. <laughs> right. <there>. right exactly. <laughs> uh, Gives us an idea of where we stand in the segment. Let's go with uh, this one. Okay, mango. Is a popular flavor for summer this year, and Pepsi has announced that Pepsi Mango will be a permanent offering. I know I've had mango. I don't. I can't remember the taste. Oh, I, I know. Love it. I every time, like every time, it's born anew. Whenever I have mango, I know mm. I like it, but I I can't. Super sweet, wonderful flavor. Yeah. Uh, it was introduced back in 2019 as a limited edition flavor. Along with Pepsi Berry and Pepsi Lime, and now Pepsi Mango is coming back to shelves and staying for good. Now I don't, I don't know if the idea of mango and cola works, but I yeah. guess it's crazy. I, it yeah. must be doing pretty well because they're bringing it back permanently. It will be rolling out uh, at groceries, mass retailers, and convenience stores nationwide this week. Is it a citrus a mango? I, I don't know. I believe so. Okay. And, Tropical fruit. I don't know yeah, if it's citrus it's or not. Citrus. Right. What's the consist- but it's definitely tropical fruit. Yeah. What's the consistency of the mango fruit itself? It's Turf. a little. It's a little. Um, kind of mushy, stringy, and and grainy. Oh no, that's no, not, I wouldn't th- say grainy. No, th- it, that depends on when you. It depends on when you cut it. It can be very. So, it's uh, not like an orange, though. Okay, no, no, it's more like a peach. There you go. So it's got the it's got the consistency of a peach. Okay. I love them. They, I mean, it sounds obvious, but they they taste tropical to me. I, I think of the islands. I think of Mexico and, and something like that. And, and Steve, I think. You'd like them. Um, I'm sure I do, and I know that I do like them. I just can't remember but the how I would consider, uh, you know, that it, you said it was sweet. Uh, you know, yes, it probably is. For some reason, I, I can't. I always have to try it. I, I, I just, I, I remember that I like it. I just don't remember why I like it. Mango and passion fruit and um, uh, oh, yeah. guava uh, yeah. are the ones that just, mm. that's, I'm, I'm, in, I'm on the island. I don't exactly. even know what yes. guava looks like. What does a guava look like? It's green. Well, I'm thinking of a papaya. It, a no, green yeah, guava. guava. Guava, I think, is pink. Is it? They're I all think so. Pink. Well, at least, the, <laughs> well, listen, the at least inside. the guava juice that I had in Hawaii was the most delicious thing I have ever tasted oh. in my life. Yeah. It's green yeah. and pink. Do you uh, eat the skin on a, on a mango? No. No. Okay. no. Very, very, very tough. All right. Uh, you need a peeler to get in there, and, and the pit is this long, flat. You have to know how to cut it. It took yeah. me a while to figure out how to uh, how to cut a uh, a mango properly to get the most out of it. Uh, they, it has uh, the main areas, and it has the sides called, that are called the, the cheeks. 
Uh, and you have to, you have to. I'll show you guys sometime. Right. You have to cut the part off the bottom so it sits up tight, and then blah blah blah. Anyway, they're all pink on the inside, <laughs> and thus endeth the segment. I like a uh, mango salsa as well. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Good stuff. All right, um, that's all. <laughs> that's not salsa. <laughs> it's not salsa. But a cheesesteak is is always a cheesesteak. Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, that's all we have time for. And the connoisseur. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment when we return the bazaar file. And yes, we are going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. So stay with us. We'll be back to the suite. Stream MMR wherever you are. On WMMR.com, our mobile app on your smart speaker, and at radio.com. By the way, it's National Cheesesteak Day. How about a $25 Visa gift card from our friends at Steakum? Whoa! Call number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Get prepared by picking up Steakum's thinly sliced, 100% beef, 100% delicious, classic, and make yourself homemade cheesesteaks today. So we will set you up with that right now. Caller number 12, 215-263-WMMR. Any moment now, we'll be hearing some music, and there it is. We're going on Fox Good Day, so let's do All this. Right, let's, let's try to be somewhat delicate here <laughs> five minutes till 8 o'clock with Preston and Steve and all our friends over at MMR. Um, here's, we looked at this survey. Are people having, are people making love in their relationships more <gasps> during a pandemic or less? Steve, it seems up your alley. Uh, you would think so, but it's not. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I, I took a, a vow of celibacy once mm. the pandemic started. He doesn't um, make whoopee anymore. Don't right? make whoopee anymore. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've learned calligraphy, and I'm working with the monks. I'm, I'm transferring biblical text over to other books. So I, I totally abstain from sex. But Preston's gone hog wild. I, it's been crazy <laughs> you know, at the house. No, you know what, Mike, though? I thought I had read, you know, initially before uh, the quarantine was put into place and everything, everybody, everybody was assuming maybe a baby boom might sure. take place. But I've seen stats that say the opposite. Yeah, now, people might opposite. be... Having more intimacy, yes, uh, but they're definitely not procreate. with themselves. Well, that yeah. definitely, but they're not procreating uh, the way people had uh, anticipated that they might. So, have you guys seen that? I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. That. yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. But I think it's interesting with this study that the men answer differently than the woman about who's <laughs> having more sex. But it, That's oh, what it, I, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> what did the men say? The men said they're having more, and the women were like, no, we're not. <laughs> so what? the men having mm. sex with them if the women aren't <laughs> per- partaking? Wait, I think it's always the guys who are wanting more and not getting enough, and well, I think the, the women would say it's it's just fine the way it is. <laughs> but you're saying that that's runs that's contrary right. to that. Kathy, does that surprise right? the men, I guess, are having sex with other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. With your... Or- themselves. Well, what about you two, personally? What? How about your lives? When you guys make Whoopi together, yes. what's that like? It's, I'm telling you, we haven't since the lockdown. No, yeah. That's got, yeah, the distance is six feet apart. I mean, you're 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 oh shy. Of, you're shy about two inches, right? Yeah. No, I can still handle it. <laughs> oh, you knew my that was coming. You knew that was coming. <laughs> she almost right said you that. knew that was coming. But, uh, <laughs> she stopped. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot. So, <laughs> Are you guys? Right. Are, are you guys have any consistency as far as? Have you, as your, your... Oh, I'm consistent. I've been consistent over the last twelve months in hmm. lockdown. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. Zero. Zero. Uh, right, my ball is zero. It's been uh, a big but, zero for twelve months. But I, I think that now, as as we start to head in the right direction, that uh, we're going to see a whole lot more. Uh, oh, and I was reading a study the other day that there are anticipations of more STIs. 
uh, oh, because of this and get ready. Mm. Like people are going to be let out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> when I got my second shot, <laughs> I like... dropped my pants right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, like, people will, like, be in heat, basically, I guess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, woman, the woman gave me my second Moderna, and I, I unzipped right there. So, right. ready oh, to go. So it's it's on the way. It's going to be a big gooey wave. Oh my gooey! Oh. You guys still like doing the segment with us? Yeah, let's wrap this up, guys. He said, "Be delicate." We tried. Gooey yeah. wave. Well, it's going to be like another Roaring Twenties. I said that's what happened last yeah. time. They went into the Roaring Twenties. People went wild. It's going to be the same thing. A complete like it's the, the Great Gatsby. It's going to be like the Grotto at uh, the Playboy Mansion, and that's it, it's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Were you ever in the Grotto at the Playboy Mansion? I got in there once. You, you did? did? Yes, you did. Of course he did. Why are you making some fun? <laughs> Come on, y'all. Was to anybody me, else there? To me, that seems like swimming in creme brulee. No, I yeah. hopped the fence. I was there by myself. <laughs> I thought so, yeah. Was anybody else there? It was him and James Caan. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Got the second shot and dropped my... <laughs> He's still on that. Uh... I think he's just mad because he didn't think of it. Because you already had your second shot, Mike. I missed my chance. I had my second shot and stayed fully clothed. There you go. Oh. What a dope. Yeah, join the club. Yeah. I'll see you next nice time. Nice to talk to you guys. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you later. Oh, my goodness. They're right. not used to you, Steve. I know. You know, like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, once a week. We have to. Like, it's weird because we do. We have a little bit more latitude, and you do, like you said at the beginning, you, know, you <laughs> got to watch it a little bit with the language. Mm-hmm. We try, but we always fail, don't we, Preston? Well, the longer it goes on, the chances are. We're you don't try. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, let's get into the bizarre file. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. All right, this morning it is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. A couple of unfortunate stories. We'll start with this one. A man fell to his death after his parachute failed to deploy while he was base jumping from a hotel balcony, Ugh. Panama City Beach police officers responded to the Sunrise Beach Resort on Sunday night. You know, there's all this crazy spring break stuff going yep. on. Authorities initially believed the man had jumped from the 14th floor of the Jeez. resort, but it turned out he was at the 23rd floor that he jumped out. Uh, the big victim was identified as 31-year-old Timothy Ackerman. Uh, and officers reportedly found the man dead near the road in front of the building upon their arrival. I don't have any other details outside of that. To my knowledge, base jumping is not allowed in any major city in the country, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think, think it's full-on illegal. Did you see the story, Preston? It was the guy who was going his first time doing eight, just turned 18, skydiving. They got the video of him. I'm really excited. It's my first time. Oh. Shoot, didn't open. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, three member members of a Russian warplane crew died Tuesday when their ejection seats accidentally activated during pre-flight checks. Oh, my God. Uh, the Russian Defense Ministry said that the incident happened Tuesday at a military base about 90 miles southwest of Moscow. Did the ceiling deploy properly? or did, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it said that the crew of the Tu-22M3 long-range bomber was preparing for a training mission when its ejection system malfunctioned and accidentally bailed the crew out, ministry said that the altitude wasn't enough for the parachutes to open fully, oh, and the three crew members died of injuries. How far uh, would an ejection seat like that, fired from the ground, get you up into the air? I, I'm i going to guess it. Watching them test those things, 
I mean, it looks at least 75, 80 feet, maybe more. So obviously those are meant to deploy when you're in the air anyway, the where air. a shoot would give a shoot would be feasible. Like in Die Hard 2, he ejects, and he goes up in the air, and the shoot, you know, I, to me, that doesn't seem high enough. Yeah, I don't think that's real uh, yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, the official investigation into the incident has been launched. Uh, the Tu-22M3 is a supersonic twin-engine long-range bomber, which is capable of carrying nu- nuclear weapons. 23, uh, 23-year-old woman accused of assaulting her girlfriend after an argument over chicken nuggets bit the deputy who took her to jail. Oh, man. Lillian Barnett was booked into the county jail last week on multiple charges, including aggravated assault, assault on an officer, domestic assault, and disorderly conduct. A warrant alleges that she assaulted her girlfriend during an argument, which she told detectives started over chicken nuggets. Agent Simmons, I'd like to interrogate the suspect. But she did not elaborate. When Barnett was placed in the back of a deputy's patrol car, the deputy said she screamed and Mm. attempted to kick out the window of the patrol car while continuously hitting the window with her head. Wow. Barnett. She likes her nuggets. She bit a deputy on the right arm as he walked her to a cell. Uh, In the past, Barnett has previously said she was positive for hepatitis C. Mm. Uh, She sounds like a catch. Barnett was scheduled for an initial court appearance coming up on the 31st. A tourist had a lucky escape after holding a mysterious sea creature for a photo only (laughs) to discover... It was one of the world's most dangerous animals. Uh, TikTok user Kaylin Marie 21 shared a video of her holding a small octopus, no bigger than the palm of her hand, with a brown body and dark circles as it crawled around and others splashed it with water during a trip to Bali. Uh, but after posing for photos with the creature, she looked it up online and found it was a blue-ringed octopus recognized as one of the most deadly animals in the ocean, packing enough venom to kill 26 people. So there's a show on Discovery where they went through the deadliest, most toxic animals and, and the death that you would experience if you were to be stung or bitten by them. And this particular one, they say, is excruciating. Um, well, they say it's, it's reported that the people may be completely unaware the octopus has even bitten them until it's too late. Uh, she said their their bites are tiny and often painless, with many victims not realizing that they have been in, uh, envenomated until respiratory depression and paralysis begins. Yeah. No blue ring octopus anti-venom is available, by the way. So you get bit, you're dead. That's all there is to it. The Ocean Conservancy says first the venom blocks nerve signals through the body, causing muscle numbness. Other symptoms include nausea, vision loss or blindness, loss of sense, and loss of motor skills. And eventually, you suffocate because you can't breathe. The the muscles are paralyzed and your diaphragm doesn't work. And you have to get on a respirator immediately or you don't make it. So that's like the the box jellyfish, which is the uh, the, uh, very tiny jellyfish, but they're super deadly. A man has confessed to killing his parents because they asked him to walk the dog. Uh, the alleged murder took place in the city of Bolzano in the northern Italian province of South Tyrol when teachers Peter Numer and Laura Purcelli went missing earlier this year. Laura's dead body was found in a river with signs of strangulation while her husband's body was n- had never surfaced, although traces of his blood were found on a nearby bridge. <clears throat> the victim's son, bodybuilder Bino Numari, or Numer, I'm sorry, uh, was taken into custody. He's now confessed to the killing, saying that he killed his father after a brief fight and then murdered his mother without a word of explanation when she walked in on them. Now, I'm not familiar with Italian culture, but would it would it have been acceptable to say, 
I would prefer not to walk the dog. Uh, the argument that led to the murder started when the father asked his son to get out of bed and take the family dog for a walk. When he refused, an argument developed. He said, Dad accused me of being a failure. Oh. I just wanted silence, so I shut him up. Jesus. Uh, he said he had gone to his room to escape being scolded by his dad. He objected to the fact that his father had followed him inside the room when he had gone to bed and fallen asleep after playing on his computer. <laughs> he complained that his dad had woken up and continued to complain that he was not doing his share of the household chores. He decided to strangle him to stop him nagging. And we think the uh, the possibility of roid rage? Doesn't say it in this story. Right. Okay. Uh, the son said that he threw their bodies off a bridge and into the river. Could you imagine uh, The young man is now in prison, and that is uh, charges of murder that he is facing, obviously. Your own parents. Yep. And we will just wrap it up on that lovely little story, friends. Uh, we are going to take a break, but I am going to give away some more goodies from Steakum. A $25 Visa gift card on this National Cheese Steak Day. So we'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. One winner is going to receive a case of Steakums. Might be you. We'll have to see. And make sure you go to uh, WMMR.com and then you click uh, contest. Or I'm sorry, enter the word contest. And you'll see Casey's hilarious Steakum video where he makes and delivers cheesesteaks to people around the country. It's really well done. You did a great job, Casey. While you're there, you can enter to win a Blackstone griddle, courtesy of Steakum. So check that out now. Caller number 14, you get the goodies. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. In Shopplay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the Shop Play Win app and see what you won. With over 230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today's National Cheesesteak Day. Yeah. Our friends from uh, Steakum here, Casey, your commercial's hilarious, uh, which you can see at WMMR.com. Yeah, you know, and thank you to our friend Steve Wilson from Wilson Secret Sauce because they he uh, let us use his Blackstone Grill. Nice. Which we're giving away a Blackstone. If you go to contest uh, on WMMR.com, you can win a Blackstone Griddle. That's a hell of a griddle. Right. Yeah, I have yeah. one. They're great. Steve, I remember uh, I, I go way back to the beginning of Steakum's when, and when Jack Klugman... Absolutely. Was the spokesperson for Steakum. Yep. Been eating them since I was kidding. I told you recently, my, my oldest son, who is, my, my youngest son knows his way around the kitchen. He's a cooking fool. My oldest son doesn't do anything in the kitchen. So, and he loves cheesesteaks. And I'm like, here, I'm going to show you how to, <laughs> I'm going to make this as, as easily, as, hum, as easy as humanly possible. And I'm like, here, you heat up the pan, you throw this in, 10 seconds later, boom, cheesesteak, done. So now he makes them all the Preston, time. Steakums. You could literally have an open flame. 
throw the roll through it. Yeah. Throw the steak through it. <laughs> yeah. And squirt the cheese through it, and the sandwich would be completed. It's finished. Uh, steakums were, like, so easy. Yeah. Steakums were a while, too. They also had another... Um, they had these um, uh, uh, patties that they used to. I used to get all the time as well. That were a little bit thicker, right? But I mean, two seconds and you had a meal. All right. So we had the start of a uh, pretty contentious conversation <laughs> earlier this morning. Spirited, if you will. Spirited. Thank you. Better, um, better word. Bloody. Um, and uh, Nick started it. He did. Nick started he, it. He, yeah. he he contested uh, something that I said. It was unnecessary. Well, let's, let's, so wait a minute. Let's, did you say something first? What did you say? Basically, said I just, something first. Well, and I don't remember exactly how or why I said it, but I basically I said, you know, if you put a <clears throat> uh, if you put a cheesesteak on on a piece of white bread, it's still a cheesesteak. I don't remember why I said that. But why, don't you, so, why don't you pose your what you said that that set this spiraling? Well, that caught me off guard because Preston was about to go on to something else, and, <laughs> yeah. and I wanted uh, I didn't want to disrupt that conversation, but I did anyway because it, it threw me. Um, and and I said if because you... it's something so ridiculous you can't not comment on it. Oh, you're not helping. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, I contend that uh, Casey is wrong. That, yeah. that putting a cheesesteak, the cheesesteak ingredients of uh, sliced beef and uh, or turkey, if that's your jam or, or, or chicken, chicken uh, probably onions grilled and onions cheese. and cheese on on sliced two slices of white bread has then bastardized what a cheesesteak actually is. I think that you can get away with the Kaiser roll like they do with donkeys. But Steve, in, your, oh. in, the, in the joke that you just made, you said you're going to take the the steak and ingredients, the cheese, and a roll, yes. and, and throw them through the fire. Because the way that your brain works is that the roll is a part of the cheesesteak, and I think once you've changed <coughs> what those ingredients, yes. ma- basic ingredients are, you no longer have a cheesesteak. I have think cheesesteak ingredients, but not a traditional cheesesteak. I think if we're talking about the quintessential, how we perceive, how we reflexively consider the cheesesteak, we are dealing with the roll. However, I would say. Were you to put the cheesesteak fixins, the actual contents of the cheesesteak, yeah. I think the bread is very important. I don't think it decides whether completely or not it is a cheesesteak. Yeah. I can side with Casey in that you would could still have a cheesesteak if you did put it on regular white bread. Yeah, and uh, I will contend that a chicken cheese steak is not a cheesesteak. All right, well, that's... Now you're heading off. You're you're going in a different direction. Hang on, we may come to that. It was it was it was brought up. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in my two cents because I haven't done that yet. No, Uh, and you are uh, you are a bit of a chef. Well, no, I mean I like to cook. So um, you're the chefiest of us all. Thank you. That's (laughs) the way to put it. I think that if you put if you put the cheesesteak ingredients, the beef and onions and cheese, onto anything that is that is deemed a roll. It is there for a cheesesteak. But if it's not, then I don't see it as a cheesesteak. All right, let me ask you something. So, so sandwich bread, and I'll tell you why, because okay. rolls consistency are different. The outside of a roll, the the entire outside yeah. of it, is mainly crust. You're right. Um, but sandwich bread is basically the interior of a roll. All right, a hot dog placed in a piece of white bread, still folded over yeah. with mustard on it. Hot dog or not? It's a, it's a BS hot dog, but yeah, it's a okay. hot dog. Yeah, I mean, I, I was... I, you can eat a hot dog without uh, any bread, and it's still a hot dog, right. as far as I'm concerned. So what, what really it, essentially makes the cheesesteak? So well, hold on. It, but let me, how, can we go back to the yeah, hot yeah, dog? Please. So the hot dog, it, the, the actual meat rolled in that is a hot dog. Correct. Okay. So Thank you. Right. But if you take the meat from a cheesesteak, you just have 
chopped up meat. It's right. not a cheesesteak. Yes, right. it is. So if you put it in, if you put it, it in you an put, egg roll, if you put the hot dog what is in it a called? different piece of bread, there's still a hot dog in if it. If you put it in, if you if put, you put, the put che- meat if you put in the, an egg roll, yes. it's not a cheesesteak. If, if you put the cheesesteak ingredients in an egg roll, may I jump in here? They call them cheesesteak egg roll. If you put cheesesteak meat on a pizza, what's it called? They just gave it that name so you would have you could identify it easily. So, so why, you would why know what the interior of it? Because is. So the, by telling you it's a cheesesteak egg roll, what are they telling you? There's cheese and steak. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cheesesteak. Listen, I'm not saying that a cheese. I would never order a cheesesteak on white bread. That is just you're not that kind of guy. It's an abomination, but it's it an doesn't, aberration. I am sorry. It's an aberration, abomination. abomination. It's a culmination. It's a constipation. <laughs> Dead. An abomination, an aberration, and a taste sensation. <laughs> it's an abomination. I would never order it. You know, it's the same thing as like putting the ketchup on a hot dog. You just don't do it. <laughs> but <laughs> good lord, let's see how many more. <laughs> but like, listen, you eat soup out of a bowl, right? You stick it in a, in a, a loaf of bread in a bread bowl. It's still soup. Same thing with the cheesesteak. You, you take the cheesesteak. Listen, it belongs on a long roll. It really does yes. at its core. But the DNA of the cheesesteak itself is greater than anything that you put it on. God, I love the arguments you're making. Uh, I, 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 I so love this. I, put, I, I give that argument credibility. I think what you're dealing with. Now, mind you, you are going to be setting yourself up for an inferior cheesesteak if you put it in a piece of Wonder Bread. However, I think it is the cheese, the steak, and the onions, that that, that part yeah. that comprises, that allows you to call it a cheesesteak egg roll. Yeah. A cheesesteak. Yeah. You all so, right? Uh, I'm going right to there? You are. I'm going to pose this question to you guys. All right. So there you are. You're, you're, you're cooking your steak, and, and everything's going great. And then you realize at the last second, oh, crap, I don't have a roll. I only have white bread. So you put it on your white bread, and then uh, you're about to take a bite out of it. And then ring, ring, ring. Somebody calls on the phone. Hey, what are you doing? You say I'm eating a sandwich. <laughs> okay, what well, kind on. of a sandwich? I'm gonna get what a kind of a sandwich, sandwich with cheese stick ingredients. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something that might have a little bit of perspective. Okay. Okay. You go to a restaurant you've never been to before. Right. Yes. You look at the menu. The menu says cheese stick. Yeah. You order the cheese stick. Uh huh. And it comes to you on sliced sandwich bread. Still a cheese stick. I'm pissed off, but it's still a cheese stick. No, but but they didn't no. indicate in mm-hmm. on the menu that it comes on sandwich bread. I think you've been deceived. You have just be meat on bread. Um, no, I I think you've just been disappointed. So they're they're called. That's the way they prepared the cheesesteak. Yeah, it's, it's a not bad a way. Steak. It's a stupid way. <laughs> it's a exactly. But that. So here's the way we do our cheesesteak. It's it's um, it's an insult, and I would torch the place. I yeah. would come back after my meal after it was closed, and I would firebomb it. Yep. But for me. Uh, that's, uh, I call it an aberration. Yeah. If you, all you have <laughs> is but I wouldn't call it a an steak. abomination <laughs> and a taste envy. The bread, <laughs> the bread matters. The type of bread matters. And uh, you would never call it a cheesesteak. If you put it on a bagel, you would never call In it a pita. Yeah. A pita. Yes. Sure. You would. No, it'd you would a, not. It'd be yeah. a cheesesteak pita. I'm sorry. What, right. would, what would it be? What would it be called? Cheesesteak gyro. Or a cheesesteak, this and that. It wouldn't just be the generic one-word cheesesteak. Yes, it's become bastardized. It's, 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 it's a new version of a cheesesteak, but it is not you. an original cheesesteak. It's cheese a new steak. version of a, of a what? Of, of what a cheesesteak 
could be. Okay, but you still think cheese should be. You should be. Of course, I'm still. You still say pizza when you say pizza roll. It's a different freaking thing. I'm with you on that. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Pizza, what's it called? A cheesesteak pizza. That's all I'm saying. You're using it Let me ask you this. Is it more important? I'm going to sit down and eat some bread. What am I going to put in that? Or is I'm, you're more interested in, I'm going to have a cheesesteak. What am I going to surround it with? Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? I he, uh, Dude, I so hear I what think, you're saying. I think the cheesesteak, well, as long as you have that, you can label it a cheesesteak. Right. It, it will suck in yeah. various iterations. Okay. Here's another thing. Like, <laughs> you put ham and cheese on, on, a, on bread, on white bread. What do you call that? What's that now? Oh, you put ham and cheese on on two pieces of white bread. It's a ham what, sandwich. It's the same ham and cheese sandwich. Ham and cheese. Sandwich. Okay. Sam Hamwich. <laughs> so <laughs> you put that same ham and cheese on a long roll. What is it then called? A hoagie. Okay. A hoagie. Okay. Uh huh. So the ho the roll does not make it a cheesesteak. The if anything, it makes it a hoagie. You just wait, you just wait, defined you just, it by yeah. the bread. Yeah, you just proved, you, you just you defined just, it by the bread case. No, yeah, I you just proved the other point. Well, no, the I'm bread not. changed the name of the sandwich. The bread. Well, then let's call it a hoagie, a cheesesteak hoagie, because on a hoagie roll, a but long roll. But it's not. It's just a cheesesteak. So it, is, it has been uh, vernacularly. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of a way what to is put the, this. So what is Donkey's version of of the cheesesteak called? Just because a cheese it's on a Kaiser. It's called a roll. Yeah, a Kaiser roll. Right. Which is so, a so is long it... roll. I told you, like I said earlier, I think it needs to be on a roll, and it's just a cheesesteak. Do we have anybody who can? I know there's loads of calls. We need, we need a, we need an expert. We need a professional. Oh, man. Can we call Tony Luke? I got his number. Got Tony. All right. You got um, his number. Right. Uh, Marissa is your name. Uh, <laughs> who's that woman behind the glass there? I'm going to go to Joey. Hi, Joey. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks guys. Gadzooks man. What's up, bud? I, I believe the role defines it as. Pizza crust to find the pizza. You can't put mozzarella and marinara on white bread and call it pizza. No. So, like you said, white bread makes it. A well, let me ask you this, Joey. Do, have you ever heard of a pizza bagel? Yes. So why do they <laughs> yes. call it a pizza bagel? Just so you know what it is. You know? But yet, again, but that's another compound word that's been created. They yeah. Change. You know, this. that's not. You're not eating like, pizza like when you or a egg roll. French bread pizza changed. Right, you, you're not eating pizza anymore. You're oh, eating man. French bread well, pizza. I haven't had French bread pizza. I love oh, French bread so pizza. Oh, what was the company God, that used I to make that? Loved that. What was it? What I was don't the remember. Company? There was a stove, French toaster oven. Oh yeah. my God. Oh my. I'm oh, gonna shoot. Oh yeah, I'm gonna shoot. Uh, let's go to. Hang on a second. Let me go to <laughs> Tom. You're on the air. Good morning, Tom. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is the one time I actually agree with Casey on something. Ah, there you go. The bread does not define. It's called a cheesesteak. This just makes me hate Nick a little bit. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the Somebody club. Did. Well, let me ask you. called you Nick the Head earlier. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, no. Nick the Head. Tom, can I, can, can I, can I bring? He said it, it doesn't define it as a traditional cheesesteak. But, yeah, it doesn't matter what is it, a container is. It's a cheese steak. I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, Room is divided, by the way. All right. Divided. Thank wrong. you, Tom. So is a French bed pizza a pizza? Yes. No. What, no, what, it's, what, is, what is, it? is it? It's what you just called it. No, 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 no. pizza. So, so, but what is it? It's it's its, its own thing. It's, it's a French thing. That's what I'm saying. So you're using with with pizza ingredients on it. That's what I'm saying. You're using cheesesteak and cheesesteak, the actual 
hoagie sandwich, whatever in the bread you want it as two different things. It is a it's a pizza served differently. Yes, yeah. correct. So if you, so if it's you a pizza. but like again, I'll use the menu thing. If you go to a uh, a pizza shop and you order pizza and it comes out on French bread, you're going to go. That's not that's pizza. not pizza. That's, that's not, not what, what I, I order. So so yes. when, so so, so when you go there and you say, "Give me French bread, put tomato sauce and mozzarella yeah. on it." Yeah. And that's melt French bread cheese. cheese. These people are out of their minds. It has Steve. to be They're defined as French minds. bread pizza for you to know what it is. It's the same yeah. thing with I, the cheesesteak. I have to same say, thing with cheese if that's you your add argument, another word to it, it's you've changed. You've it's a changed compound it. word. It's a cheesesteak egg roll. Is I not see a, a narcotic addiction in your future, <laughs> uh, Preston, just because we, we don't agree with you. I think you're going to be addicted <laughs> to heroin. <laughs> I think you're going to get depressed. You've changed the name of what you ordered. You're not ordering a pizza. Okay, you're ordering a French bread pizza. When you when you get a cheesesteak with that comes on. White bread? Give me a break. Hang That's on. no longer a cheesesteak. Tony Luke is on the line. Oh, okay. 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 Let's All right. go to Tony Luke Jr. Tony Luke, are you there, sir? What's up, everybody? Yay. <laughs> Happy National Cheesesteak Day, by the way, sir. Happy National Cheesesteak Day. Okay, so we have a bit of a controversy that has arrived. Okay, we got we got talking about what makes a cheesesteak a cheesesteak. Casey came up with the idea that if you took uh the uh, if you take the beef, the sliced beef grilled onions and cheese and you put it on regular white you know just sandwich bread that that is still a cheesesteak others of us in the room steve and casey agree on that others of us in the room feel that it needs to be on some type of roll in order for it to be officially considered a cheesesteak what say you sir uh okay um uh, even though i understand both viewpoints for me personally a cheesesteak is on an Italian roll with cheese, ribeye steak, and onions, if you want onions. Right. That, to me, is a traditional. Of course, uh, traditional, that's and we don't argue with that. But suppose you started making everything, realized at the last second that you didn't have a roll and you only had white bread. You still call it a cheesesteak? I mean, do you add? you can add the word sandwich to the end of it, but it's still a cheesesteak. It would be a cheesesteak sandwich, not a cheesesteak. Yes, and then cheesesteak is no longer the noun involved. Cheesesteak has become an adjective. Like when you say French bread pizza, the adjective to the pizza is French bread. You you change the very nature of the noun and the, the syntax. So what you're really eating is simply the bread. And and what you're adding to it is what's define is the adjective defining. I'm saying a the characteristic the, of it. The, the the sum is the parts of the whole, right? So like you uh, correct, like you would say, hey, this is a cheesesteak pizza. Right. Or I'm eating white bread. Uh, so you're saying I'm eating white bread with cheesesteak fixings on it. There you That's go. correct. You're not eating no. a cheesesteak. You're eating a cheesesteak. <laughs> you know, I, I say, what about these poor people that have a gluten allergy and they can't eat bread and they have to put their cheesesteak inside a lettuce uh, leaf? Mm-hmm. It's still a cheesesteak. Go ahead. No. <laughs> no. no. It is. Oh, no it's way. a lettuce wrapped no cheesesteak. So, 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 Tony. Yeah, I agree. So, Tony, <laughs> the, the argument is that what, what is, what is the, the prime example of what would be the best way to have a cheesesteak, obviously. And you stated that. But, like, for example... If Casey used the scenario, you get called. You've just made. You've ran out of your your, your rolls. Your perfect, you know, roll, uh, and uh, and you get a call, and you've you've made a cheese steak with with white bread. And someone says, "What are you doing? What are you eating? What would you say?" 
You're eating what would be a cheesesteak on slice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we asked for the opinion of an expert. We got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. an expert, too. <laughs> uh, what if you are on an Atkins diet and you are just eating the cheesecake? Oh, come cheesecake. on. Sons bread. Please, what are you eating? Please. All right, Tony, quick question. Yes. All right, chick, chicken cheesesteak, not a cheesesteak? Not a cheesesteak. No, it's a chicken. <laughs> they call it a cheesesteak, but really it is chopped chicken with cheese. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So the st- the word steak. Okay. Here's here's a text that came in. It says um, it says here cheesesteak is a concept. Without the roll, it's just steak. You dingleberry. And then it says you're using concepts as identifiers. Make it easier. Why would someone say steak and cheese in a wrap? Instead, you just say cheesesteak wrap. And it uh, doesn't make it a cheesesteak. Uh, it's a damn, it's a goddamn wrap is what it says here. <laughs> right. uh, no, no, it's a cheesesteak wrap. And chicken cheesesteak. You don't go to the supermarket and say, hey, can I get a chicken breast steak? Do right. You, no. You go, I want a chicken breast or a chicken thigh. You never use the, the term steak after chicken. Yeah, okay. if you want to be more directly in identifying a chicken cheesesteak, you could say chopped chicken and cheese sandwich or chopped chicken and cheese on a roll. But it's easier just to say cheesesteak, you know, a right, chicken cheesesteak. Because, it, because it's similar in look to the actual cheesesteak, other than the fact that it's made of chicken. If you can say the same thing, then, if you chopped up lamb or you chopped up pork, and go, this is a pork cheesesteak or a lamb cheesesteak. Yeah. If it, you know, you have, it looks like a car, but there's different variations. Mm-hmm. But it, it's still a cheesesteak is ribeye steak, a roll, either American cheese, whiz cheese, mild provolone, never, ever, 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 ever Swiss <laughs> cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Tony, right. Tony, you eat a hamburger patty on two pieces of white bread with uh, ketchup and pickles. What do you call that sandwich? A hamburger patty with what? Two pieces of pickles? <laughs> a, a hamburger. A okay. Hamburger. Yeah. All right. Yep. All yeah, right. you would call it a hamburger. But. Tony, we, we appreciate it. Obviously, this is a spirited conversation, and we're going to discuss it further, but we we needed uh, the, the opinion of a, of, a, of a bona fide expert, which you would be. Yes, so. you brought clarity. We appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Happy National Cheesesteak. Same yeah. to you, Tony. We'll see you soon, man. All right. We, got, we have another. This is Carlos Cena, who is the owner of a Panorama restaurant in South Philly. All right. Okay. Um, and this it says here, this conversation is killing him. Yes. Uh, so I don't know which way he stands on it, but Marissa got him lined up. Carlo, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey. You guys rock. Oh, thank <laughs> you. We appreciate it. Okay, so you're a restaurateur. Um, you know your way around cheesesteaks. What's uh, your take on all this? Uh, I have to agree with Tony Luke. You know, he's the expert. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, but it's just the same. It's the same thing. It's like what you're getting. You have, you know, on a menu, you have to be descriptive. So if you got, if you got, uh, you know, just pasta and marinara, you have to say the type of pasta you get. Because then if you just, I don't want spaghetti, and you give you penne, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, if I present you something that you're not expecting, like you guys said, you said it, you would send it back right away. So it's it is the way, the traditional way. You know, <laughs> I always joke when people from outside of the city is like. You know, in Philadelphia, we just call them cheesesteaks. We would call them Philly cheesesteaks. That's right. the same kind of thing, you know. Right. <laughs> or, like you just said, steak and cheese. Like we don't call it steak and cheese. It's a cheese steak. It's that's what it is. And you know, 
I kind of, you know, I feel bad for Casey sometimes. <laughs> I kind of want to agree with him. <laughs> well, I, I, I do see his point, and he, he is completely, uh, he is completely contending, uh, Carlo, that, and, and agrees. The optimum scenario is the classic cheesesteak, the way we know it. But what, what is driving you to eat that sandwich in whatever bread it's housed? It's the cheesesteak. It's it, that, that is the driver. Correct. It's the driver, right? So, so that you call it a cheesesteak, yeah, and and then you you can do a sad face because you can say, but it's not in the best bread, but exactly. it's a cheesesteak. If yeah. you took a plate of spaghetti <laughs> and you put it on a long roll and put some cheese and lettuce and tomatoes and onions on it, it would be a spaghetti hoagie, right? If you put it on, right, and so spaghetti is. The constant there. Right, if you yeah. put it on a, on white bread, it would be a spaghetti sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but so a cheesesteak sandwich is still a cheesesteak. No, but if you if you went to a restaurant and just ordered spaghetti <laughs> and it comes on a roll, it's still it wouldn't be <laughs> what you ordered. I did still For God's sake. <laughs> they would say, this is the spaghetti you ordered. Yes. You put it on a roll. <laughs> You got exactly what you wanted. Jesus. No, it's not the same thing as uh, uh, home fries and what's oh, the other and, one? And uh, hash browns. Hash right. browns. That's, that's, that's delineated. Different. Different. That's, that's different. Carlo, yeah. we... we just, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, the, scene, the, the funny scene from Big Night, which is a <laughs> food movie, it's like sometimes the spaghetti likes to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good All movie. Right. Uh, yes. Carlo, you guys doing uh, takeout or you guys open? What's your story? Yeah, we have, we have outside seating, takeout. Uh, inside, you know, we have a big space, so it doesn't, it, it didn't really affect us that much. We just lost maybe like five or six tables, so we, we've been doing okay. All right, well, good, good to hear. Hang in there. I'm going to try to put spaghetti on a on a long roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it it's pretty good. Hi, Carlo. Appreciate it. Uh, Panorama Restaurant. Thanks, man. Uh, by the way, when I was a kid, and you, and you had mentioned uh, French bread uh, pizza <sighs> and and putting spaghetti. My favorite thing when. And, and I was in probably like third or fourth grade or whatever when we would get spaghetti served at lunch and they would serve it on a nice big garlic, uh, yeah, uh, garlic bread. Yeah, I would put the spaghetti on the garlic bread. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on and that. Eat it that way, and it was fantastic. Well, One of my favorite meals as a kid. You're eating both <clears throat> together anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's totally fine. All right, you wanted me to go to line seven. Let me go to line seven. Dan, you're on the air. Good morning. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's going on, guys? So originally, I'm from Delco, mm-hmm. but I moved down to D.C. for my career after college, that whole deal. So when I came down here, I couldn't find a good cheesesteak. I couldn't find a place that really made it the right way. And, you know, for a little while, I was okay with it, but then I started exploring my options. So a few people around here right outside the D.C. area in Virginia said, hey, let's go get a steak and cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I was intrigued, right? So I say, okay, let's go see what this is all about. So we go to a local deli, and they have a whole list that's called a steak and cheese, all these different things. And I'm like, all right, let me get one of these. So basically the concept is you take something like a Kaiser roll or even what you might find for like a roast beef au jus type sandwich. Right. And they slice pretty thinly, but almost how you would slice a filet mignon, and they lay it on the sandwich. And then you add in your cheese and your onions, and sometimes they throw in some red peppers and some other things, and then a little bit of juice. And they call it a steak and cheese sandwich. Sounds good, so by the way. Got, yeah, it's that. Oh, it, it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's not a cheesesteak. It's not a cheesesteak. No, yeah. no, that's like uh, not at all. Yeah, uh, so but they're not here, calling it that, so that's good. Exactly. And the idea here is we're taking the ingredients that we talked about. It's a steak. It's got cheese. It's got onions, but it's not a cheesesteak. Right. And so the ingredients inside are not determining the name and the the identification. No, but they are. That's how, the how, how thick is it? How thick is the the steak sliced? 
I would say, you know, maybe half an inch or so. It's, it's too it's much. Pretty, it's, got a, it's got a decent amount of thickness. And yeah, it's yeah. a different it's, sandwich, yeah. yeah. It is That's a, a patty. sandwich, <laughs> and it's a completely different idea, but it technically does exist with the same type of ingredient. So it's it's kind of on that line. It's a good right. question, it was, though. It was interesting to see that they have completely changed over. I would like to try that. That yeah. sounds very good. Nick, yeah. have you gone to Nick Filet yet? The place? I've not. Okay, no, so I've seen that, a few of them. That's kind of what this guy's describing. There's a, a place in... Is uh, that a riff on Chick-fil-A? Yeah, yeah but it's I guess the guy who owns it's like it. like <laughs> name is Nick. That's right. And uh, he, it's the, they are filet mignon sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, so he's got there's one in Paoli and he's got one in Cape May as well. Um, that but, sounds excellent. Yeah, but that's not a cheesesteak. No. Uh, hey Dan, thanks for your call, man. Yep. All right, take care, bud. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, the Nick just pulled up a picture of it. That no, that's that's a steak sandwich. To me, that is that because the the steak is cut thicker. Is it a bunch of chicken and saying "eat more steak"? It might not be ribeye, you know, like uh, like Tony Luke was saying. Right, it might yeah. be a different cut of meat because once you get into a fillet, that's different. It's it's more tender. There's yeah. a little less flavor, but it's really tender. Does it? I I can my, honestly, my favorite cheese steaks are made with. The, the steak of meat. I, I like it very thin, tissue thin. Well, I used to only like steakums when I was a kid because yeah. I didn't like the uh, the gristle and, and the fat that can, you can get in a cheese I steak. don't like I, that. I have come to appreciate that. I hate it. I like the ones where the cook sweats in oh, the yeah. cheese steak <laughs> meat. Honestly? While they're chopping it up. Makes it salty. It's a little salty. If, yeah. if he rubs one out to him, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I call that the uh, the chef's horsey sauce. Let's uh, let's go to a couple other calls here. We're going to go to Jim, and I've got him on both sides here. Hey, Jim, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Listen, just to settle this once and for all, <laughs> it doesn't matter what's on there or what you call it. If you like it, you eat it, and that's it. <laughs> wow. Okay, you're a peacemaker. He I is, like that. Yeah, he's Switzerland, and I like that. Okay, but I mean, I, I there is a difference between a cheesesteak and a and a uh, and a steak and cheese sandwich, which the the previous caller just confirmed that. Yes, I call them a che- uh, uh, a cheesy beefy sandwich. That I make <laughs> <laughs> a cheesy beefy yeah, sandwich. Like now, yeah, that solves it. Steak comes with. Uh, I actually like provolone instead. And I and I put it on some bread and I put it in the toaster and I have a cheesy beefy sandwich. Cheesy beefy. But at the end of the at the end of the day, we're from Philadelphia. We call them cheesesteaks, yeah. and they are cheesesteaks on a on a on an Italian roll. Yeah. But if you want to call it a cheesesteak when you're in your own kitchen, it's your kitchen, it's your rules. You're not at your own restaurant. By the way, thank you, Jim. I think the rest of the world thinks that you put. Um Green peppers on uh, on cheesesteaks. I don't like that. Uh, onions and green peppers, which is not yeah, bad. I mean, it's it's yeah. okay. I just but, do the but onions. It's not it's not traditional. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, listen, I put mushrooms on my cheesesteaks sometimes. So. I like mushroom steaks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so let me throw a wrench in here. Um, cheesesteak dip. Uh, mm. I had it a couple times. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Still cheesesteak. I, uh, I do. A dip. Um, it's dip. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn. <laughs> Idiot. You are an idiot, but it is still a cheesesteak. It is not. It's cheesesteak. What planet no. are you on? Once, you made once it you, a dip. Once you hyphenate it, once you add, once you have compound worded it, cheesesteak no is now cheese. the adjective. What is dip it made is of? the noun. What is it made of? It doesn't matter what it's made what, of. What, what, what is, is it the made verb. of? Uh, well, it's got like cream cheese in it, probably. Uh, you know, it depends on, on how you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go go to Pat's or Jim's or Gino's or order a steak cheesesteak dip and say that you're eating a cheesesteak. <laughs> See how they respond. 
Uh, well, they don't have that on the menu. Let's see. <laughs> what you, what if, hey, what if you order water and they bring steam to your table? It's still water. Or if they bring you ice. Mm, this is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered water. It is water. All right, let me go to, uh, I have Carl. Hi, Carl. Good morning. Good morning, It. How uh, are you? Good morning, It, Carl. Good. What's your, what's your take on the controversy? All right, now, as, as soon as you take it off of a roll, or I'll even give you the Kaiser roll, it is no longer a cheesesteak. It is now a struggle snack if you put it on white bread. Wait, it is now what? A struggle snack. <laughs> a struggle snack? Yeah, no a struggle snack. Isn't that what they do to you in prison? What's a struggle snack? <laughs> I'm saying, like, if you have a cheeseburger, and you're, basically, you're like, I ran out of rolls. And, you, know, you put it on a, piece of, a piece of white bread or a hot dog, for that matter, and it's now a struggle snack. Okay. Uh, a struggle snack? <laughs> yeah. You're struggling yeah. to make it what it should be. You're just whipping yeah. together anything. I love that term, Carl. All right. If you, if you take cheese, pepperoni, and you know, and you put it in the marinara sauce, and you put it on a, uh, you know, a piece of bread, it looks like a pizza, but that is a struggle snack. <laughs> Well, let me ask you. I used you. to make those all the time, by the way. So, Carl, I yeah. threw the question out to Preston. If you, if you put a hot dog on a, on a folded white piece of white bread and put mustard on it, what do you call that? Uh, it's a strong snack. A strong okay. snack. Yeah. It, right. it falls under the category. All I right. still call that a hot dog. Like I said, even without bread, a hot dog is a hot dog. Um, but a man, which is a meal. That is, we yeah. learned that it was. Hey, it was a national um, sloppy, sloppy joke, joke yeah. the other day. It's the week <laughs> of the most unhealthy foods you could possibly eat. Uh, uh, let me go to Skippy. Hi, Skippy. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, bud. What's your take? All right, All right so I, w- I work at a Phil Steaks on the weekend, and uh, we get a lot of people that come up to the window, and they're like, uh, hey, can I get a, a cheesesteak, but uh, I can't eat bread. Can I get it in a platter? So I don't yell out the window, yo, I got a, I got a ribeye steak here. I say, yo, I got a cheesesteak in a platter. <laughs> All right. No what it is, it's still a cheesesteak. All okay, right. He's with you guys. Okay, right. Skippy. Yeah. I uh, appreciate that. By the way, as a kid, one of my favorite shows was Skippy the Bush Kangaroo out of Australia. I just thought you'd be impressed to hear that. Yeah. Oh, thank that. <laughs> Thanks, Skippy. Appreciate I'm going to eat Skippy peanut butter from now on. <laughs> Converted. <laughs> well, clearly, we're going to have to do an online poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're going to lose, I know, because we're in Philadelphia. But, I mean, listen. Well, don't, you don't know. It started, it didn't even start on a hoagie roll Per se. Okay. It started most likely on a hot dog roll. Okay. Still a cheesesteak. But that's a roll. Yeah. It's not a hoagie roll. No, it's not. No. It's a, it's a roll. You know what I can't get out of my mind, Preston? <laughs> Jesus. What? French bread pizza. I know. Still pizza. I, need to have some. I can't get it out of my mind. <sighs> French bread, bread pizza. pizza. Mm hmm. Can't get it out. Cheesy garlic bread was a thing we regularly ate. All right, uh, man. The, the pizza joint I worked at, Emo's, that, that, that was one of the things. Although they called it garlic cheese bread. All right, I'm going to recommend something, and I'm not as listen. I pay for it every time I get it. But if you get the cheesy bread from Couch Tomato, it's it's deadly and wonderful. But okay, and <laughs> I pay for we'll, it every time. We we needed we needed to do a segment of what you don't like at Couch Tomato. I love it all. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. I will go to Sean. Sean, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. How's it Gadzooks, going? buddy. What's up? All right. I've been waiting a while, and I'm ready to debunk everything. <laughs> okay. <going>. Do it. <laughs> okay. So Casey is correct. <laughs> and here's why. What do you call a steak? What do you call a cheesesteak without cheese? A cheesesteak without a, a steak sandwich, I guess? Correct. Yeah. So... 
A cheesesteak is a cheesesteak sandwich, regardless of the bread that it's on. Wow. Oh, okay. Mind so blown. your steak sandwich is on a, is usually served on a roll, but it can be served on anything. What the other guy was calling up and talking about was a roast beef sandwich. Now, in Nifty 50s, the, the ribeye is not the delineation of the sandwiches either because over at Nifty 50s, they make a filet mignon cheesesteak. By the way, I disagree with the roast beef sandwich. The way that guy was describing it, so yeah. just okay. want to go on record. Okay, and then, I do uh, like roast beef sandwiches. I love them. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Tony Luke and Pat and Gino's are all tourist traps. Phil's <laughs> getting out of there, but I mean, I, I value his opinion, but not as much. Wait a minute! Might, listen, I still... tourist trap my ass, dude. Those are classics, and those are great. For, I still love them. That's great. It's a great place to go if you want a roast pork sandwich. But there's also places four blocks away that'll give you a bigger roast pork. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Listen, we got you. Yeah. Also, no harm, no, no foul. Further, furthermore, you got the guy from Washington, D.C. We got Preston from, you know, up north. Oh, don't even pull that. <laughs> up, north. up north. Up north. So yeah, yeah. You know, up north, Missouri. Lives up there in Harleysville at his castle. <laughs> oh, that north. Oh, that is a. Hey, hey, Sean, when you go to a non-tourist trap place and you order a cheesesteak, what does it come on? It comes on, well. Your face? Your mouth? <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Uh, Your mouth it, usually. It'll come along well if I ask for that. <laughs> if you ask for it, you don't have to ask for it. What does it come on? To, what's the standard that it comes on? Uh, I, I don't know. I got cheesesteak egg rolls the other day for. Uh, oh, you had egg rolls that had cheesesteak ingredients in them? What are they coming on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sean, thank you. Appreciate the opinion, brother. All right. Yep. All I right. liked I liked his reasoning, and for now on, I'm not going to eat Skippy peanut butter. I'm going to eat Sean, Sean peanut, peanut butter. butter. All right, we're going to one more. I'm going to go to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Yo, buddy. Yo. Uh, uh, yeah, keep it simple, guys. Okay. You ask people from Philly, what's a cheesesteak? It has to be the long roll. I think the people at D'Ambrosio's and... Um, and uh, and Ambrosio. Or- and Ambrosio. Are you talking about Ambrosio? Like Amoroso? <laughs> hey, I've been waiting too long. I was all fired. <laughs> I'm all tired now. You know, you're talking about that, to Alessandro's, yeah. right? Yeah. Philly is known for cheesesteaks on a long roll. That's a Philly person's idea of a cheesesteak. If you go down south, they call them subs. Anywhere else you go, yes, it's the ingredients, but the typical thought in a Philadelphian's head with a cheesesteak is on a long roll. So, like in New York, the classification, like a sub, is any is would be a hot, uh, like a hot hero. If you like a hero is a hoagie here, mm-hmm. and a sub is something that is war- that is heated. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. In New York, down in City, Maryland, right. they used to call them submarines. Right. Yeah. And they were or grinders. Well, well, in grinders, Subway, the grinders. the sandwich joint. The grinders right. were when you put them in the oven and toast them. Yeah. Right. A grinder, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the subs uh, and heroes were the, were the hoagies. All right, All right. We appreciate right. you. Thanks for uh, for chiming in. And, yeah, uh, thanks for getting to me, man. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. Right, Here's the bottom care. line. Anybody involved in this conversation in this room right now, you should probably stay away from social media in the comments section because <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not going to have... Look at it, Case. The, the, the survey's care. up, and it's it's pretty neck and neck. Uh, yeah, no, not quite. <laughs> uh, but it's just beginning. So it's, you know, you can't... Uh, it's, there's only 73 votes. It, yeah. it, it, it's just been posted, so you can't really... The votes I'm okay with. The comments, like, leave the... You can keep the comments to yourself. <laughs> Don't read yeah. the comments. Don't I'm, read not, the comments. I'm not gonna. Okay. No, but that means he's gonna read every single one of them. I know. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Not Anyhow, <laughs> listen, however you decide to eat your cheesesteak today, do it the way you want to do it. You can have it on sliced bread if you have to do that. Uh, that's fine. Or... In a lettuce wrap, like Casey was talking about earlier. I hope you don't have to do that. It's National Cheese Steak Day, so we are celebrating. 
uh, with our friends at Stakem. I'll do some more giveaways in a moment, nice. uh, but I appreciate that. And thank you to uh, Tony and Carlo who yes. checked in yeah. from the restaurant cool. side of things. Absolutely. Um, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and we have some more stuff to give away. We're going to maybe play a game? I think we can, Let's kick yeah. it around in the, uh, in the commercial break, and we'll come back in just a second. Stay with us. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, is a hot dog a sandwich? Go. <laughs> not going to do that. We're done. We're done. We're, We're done. done with the food controversy this morning. It was taxing. Uh, but we do have a poll on our Twitter account if you would like to weigh in on is a cheesesteak a cheesesteak if it's served on sandwich bread. So go over there and do it over there. Uh, we have something else that we're going to do. Uh, we have not played this game in a little while. Do we have... Um, it's a long time since we played we it. theme music for this, Casey? Is it... I think. Is it uh, uh, an actual theme song? Yes, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, but it, it's not... L, it's W-H-O-O. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, okay. Uh, So we're going to play Loop There It Is, which we haven't played in a long time. 215-263-WMMR. And uh, Loop, essentially we have taken some songs. Marissa has taken some songs, a very short segment, and looped it. So like, you know, like a one-second segment of a song and loops it, and you have to identify the song. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, let's get you on our phone lines and see if you can uh, solve the mystery that we'll have for you here in a moment. Okay, so what? do you guys love the commercial where they go, scoop there? Cha- I da- do. Da- da- cha- I love it's it. Great. It's great. I'm so not sick of it, and I've seen it so many times, and I love it. Yeah. Okay, it's, good. Uh, it's tag team. It's yeah. group, yes. Uh, yeah. That, that originally did Whoop. There it is. <laughs> I like how the daughter just walks out. <laughs> but the, boy, the boyfriend's totally in on it. Yeah, my parents are yeah, such yeah. nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I can't handle it. And at the end, the boyfriend and the mother are doing the, 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 yeah. the foot kick dance. That's great. Marissa is dancing in her seat. I don't know what she's <laughs> doing. What? <laughs> what, what do you... At the end of the video, one of them just goes, sprinkles! Oh, sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But and... I didn't catch it until like the fourth time. We went to a, in Atlantic City, while we're waiting for the calls to come in, we went to a uh, uh, hip-hop 90s night yeah. show at um, Boardwalk Hall. And my God, it was so much fun. It was a salt and pepper. Cool. And Coolio, Vanilla Ice. Wow. Um, who else was there? It was just one was after another. And they were, no, and Vogue oh. wasn't there. But, uh, but they would come out and... You know, they just play super short sets. They play right. their hits yeah. and maybe one or two songs that you didn't know. But for the most part, it was just all hits. We had such a great time. Well, then watch Coming to America mm-hmm. because I, there are a number of those bands represented. No kidding. It's very funny. Just yeah. like one or two hit uh, yeah. wonders. That, that, like out of the Perfect. blue, they'll, they'll, they're there and they'll introduce one of these bands and they'll come out and do a song. I love it. All right, we're going to play Loop. There it is. So... Let's go to the phones and see if we can get some contestants that want to uh, take a run at this. And first one up is Ryan. So we're going to go to him. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, man? I got Duke, guys. Got Duke, sir. So we're going to play Loop. There it is. We're going to play a looped portion of a song. You identify the song. You win the prize. It's that easy. You ready? All righty. All right. Here we go. Listen up. That's hard. Oh, by the way, I'll play about 10 seconds of it and, and let you hear it. But one more time. Wow. 
I wouldn't get this no, right. No, no way. Ryan, any, any idea? Guys, that is so distorted on my phone. I can barely even All right. hear it. You um, want to put them on hold? I guess so. Hang on. Yeah. We'll try one more time. Here we go. Ryan, what do you think? I can hear it better, but no, I can't get it. All right, thanks. It's tough, man. It's a tough one. I have no clue. Uh, We'll go next. Hold on. Marissa wants to jump in. Hang on, Phil. Yeah, Marissa. I forgot to tell you guys. A week or two ago, I called in as a joke to you guys, and you all cheered, and it was so distorted. So letting you know that whenever these people get the sound clips, you can't hear anything. All right. I, I don't know, man. I've got the, I'm looking at the VU meter. Everything is within limits, so I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's just our phone lines in general when we play the clips over them. All okay. right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll try it out uh, in engineering. Make note. Uh, so, Phil, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good, Bill. So we're going to throw that same one at you. I'll play it again. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. We got some people that are getting it right. Are they? On the, on God the bless messages. you, man. Um, Phil, any idea? Yeah, uh, Zeppelin song for sure. And I'm, I, yeah. I got I'm, I'm going to guess over nope. the hills and far away. I'll stop you right there. It's not Led Zeppelin. But thank you. Gotcha. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, it. All right, we'll go one more caller and we'll go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, Chris, you need to hear that again? Yeah, I have no clue, so I'm just going to hang up now. <laughs> nah, nah. Maybe it'll, maybe, it'll, something. maybe it'll trigger it. Listen one more time. Here we go, okay? Just try to hear the very first part of it before it throws you off, okay? Here we go. Okay. I let a I let a I let a <laughs> Chris, any idea? Yeah, no clue, guys. All right. Wow. Thanks, anyway. Can I go through five of them, or do we do? Three? Do we get someone off the text? Can we do that? Is that something we? Do? You yeah. know what? Marissa's rather... doing it right now. Uh, is she doing? Okay. Yeah. All right. What were you gonna say, Kate? I was. Just, I'd rather just do it to people on the phone uh, because. Okay. All right. Uh, I All don't right. know what we're gonna give to whoever. Okay, gets that's through. fine. All right. We'll, we'll try two more. We'll do five on each one. Hey, Mike. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Mike. All right. You need to hear it again. Nah, I think I got Blues Traveler Runaround. Damn, you're good. You are good, sir. That is exactly correct. And Casey, what are we going to give Mike? Hang on, Mike. For you, Mike, we have an uh, admit to Fandango code to see nobody. And I watched it over the weekend. I really enjoyed the movie. Sometimes the man you don't notice is the most dangerous man of all. Universal Pictures presents the most exciting thriller of the year. Bob Odenkirk is nobody. In theaters on Friday, rated R. All right, here's the unedited clip. Was it the beginning? I of think it? it was. Yeah. Really? So all it does is no. That's not it. That's not. I don't think so. No, it's, that, it's that song, but yeah. that's that's a different yeah. portion of the song. Sit through the whole It's when they come back into yeah. the uh, uh, to the verse. Yeah, yeah there back it, is. it up. Oh, there we go. go. That's yeah. it. Is. Okay. <laughs> what is he saying there? Anyway? I have no idea. Is it, is it gibberish? Harlada. Balada. Balada. Yeah. See, I tried to slow it down. Maybe I thought that would help. It did not. <laughs> Trying to hear it. I couldn't tell you any one of those. Yeah, no, no words. For you. 
Let's try another one, shall we? Uh, I'm going to go to Vince. Hey, Vince, good morning. Ow. Ow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vince, thank you, sir. Ow. I hit the wrong damn button. Hang on. Ow. There we go. All right, Vince, we have a new one all queued up for you. Are you ready to try? Sure. All right, here we go. Listen closely. Wow. I would have gotten this one right. All right, Vince. Uh, Rush. I need a title. A title? Oh, God. Spirit on the radio? No, not Spirit on the radio. Spirit of radio. But nonetheless, thank you, Vince, for trying. Uh, we'll go to Jimmy next. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. All right. Uh, Jimmy, you want to hear that again? No, I'm just going to drop out, guys. Have a good day. Oh, <laughs> man. We're really That's moving some prizes today. Uh, let's go to Joe next. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey bitch. what? All right, Joe, you need to hear it again? No, I think I got it. All right, you what do? is it? I'm thinking Tom Sawyer. No. Nope. Oh. Oh, God damn it. It's not Tom Sawyer. Sorry, bud. Tom Sawyer? Uh, it's not Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I want to go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Do you need to hear it or you know what it is? Can I hear it again? Sure, here we go. Okay. 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 Is it YYZ? It is. Hey! Correct, Steve. Or as the band calls it, YYZ. And you are correct. So here's what we have for you, my friend. All right. We have our final pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen in IMAX+. Plus. Free monster concessions up to 20 bucks a person. Legends collide in this long-awaited face-off between two mythic icons as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. It's in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max, March 31st, rated PG-13. I think I can see from the look at this wave file, this is not the section of the song, but here we go. Yeah, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll try to get it to you. There's a pause. <laughs> here, no, here it is. Hang on. God damn it. All right. Right here. All right. So we got another one. Uh, let's get uh, John on John. the phones. Hey, John. I'm back on the hot pop. Nailed close. it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Hey, John. Forever, man. Loop, there it is. You ready to try this? Oh, I'm going to fail, but let's do it. All right, All right. Let's do it. Maybe it's your favorite song. Here we go. Oh. All right. John, can you identify what song that is? Oh, dude, I want to say it's Van Halen. I don't know the names of songs. Mm, it's going to be a tough contest for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't know the names of the songs. I'm not really big on music. All right, thank you anyway, John. Uh, I, I, I do think I know what it is. I bet you do. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. This is a this is a fairly easy one. I'll go to Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. All right, Jeremy. Would you like to hear that again for loop? There it is. Nope, I know what it is. Go ahead. It's uh, Panama by Van Halen. Damn yeah! right, baby. Woo! Woo! Panama. 
Casey, what are we going to give Jeremy for his trouble? All right, for you, Jeremy, we are going to give you a $25 Visa gift card, and you qualify for our grand prize this morning, which is a case of Steakum. All right, let's see if this is uh, the segment. That song, man. That's a good driving song. Windows down. Love it. All right, we'll go next to Anthony. Yo, Ant. Hey, what's up? Sorry yep. about no, no, we're good. We're playing a game. Loop, there it is. We got a fresh one for you. You ready to try it? Okay. Here we go. That loop actually sounds pretty good. It does sound good. Very rhythmic in your editing, Marissa. Anthony, you know what song that, that is? That does sound good, but I'm going to be honest. Oh, man, it's, I'm going to blank. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you trying. Uh, Samantha is next. Hey, Samantha. Hi. All right, Samantha, would you like to hear that again? Uh, yeah. Here we go. Please. All right. What song, Uh-oh. Samantha? <laughs> I really, I have no idea. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We'll try Ashley out. Hi there, Ashley. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. All right, Ashley, did you hear it? Would you like to hear it again, or do you want to guess? What do you think? Um, can I hear it again, please? Of course. Here we go. Listen closely. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Ash? I have no idea. Oh, uh, man. I we're stumping people it. on this. Yeah. Are, are people right. getting it on the text? Write it down. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, there's some people getting it. Yep. Right. Uh, and then we'll go to Josh. Hey, Josh, good morning. Nope. Uh, no, this is Nikki. Sorry about that. Hi, Nikki. Hi. All right, Nikki. Would you like to hear that again? Sure. All right, here we go. Nikki, what do you think? It's the Dave Matthews Band. What would you say? Oh, oh no. That was my guess. No. Nope. It's, Wrong. So close. it's all around it, but that's incorrect. I'm sorry. Uh, and I think, was that our fifth caller, or was uh, we have one more with Josh here? I think it's Josh. One more. We're not good at math. All right, Josh. Hey, what's up? Yo, um, bud. You're on. I think I, I think I know what it is, but what? first I want to say that uh, Carson Daly is a tool. Oh, Carson Daly. Yes. Old school. Yeah. All right, what do you think <laughs> it is? It's uh, German baby shark, right? German baby shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, I think he's right. No. no. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. All right, we got to let you go. No, it was, Nick, you know it, right? So much to say by Dave Matthews Band. Which, is, uh, which yeah. you could easily say, you know, what would you say? But so, so much what you to say. say is actually it. And here's the part of it. <laughs> Little bird, little you bird. 
Uh, all right, let's see. We have uh, Kevin, I think. Hey, Kevin. Uh, tiger uppercut. Uh, tiger <laughs> uppercut. Kevin, we are going to queue up a fresh track oh, for yeah. you here on loop. There it is. And we are going to ask you to identify. You ready? All right. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's actually pretty easy. You can get lost if you so if you listen to it yeah. repeating. Uh, Kevin? Yeah, I, I, I can't think of the name of the song. You know it? Uh, I know it. I just don't know the name. Um, I'm gonna Three go. seconds. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm out. All right, oh, thanks, man. man. Appreciate is this, it. Is this it? Yep. 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 It's easy once you... It's it's the very beginning yes, of the but song. Yes, you, you just gave a good piece of advice. When the <laughs> file plays, listen immediately. Yep. Don't, if the loop bur- burrows into your brain, you're going to lose it. Hi, Heather. Hi, good morning. Are you ready to play? Oh, I don't even play it for me. It's Blind Melon, No Rain. Of course. <laughs> yes. That was an easy one. All right, Heather, here's what we got for you. We have a admit to Fandango code to see nobody. Sometimes the man you didn't notice or don't notice is the most dangerous man of all. Universal Pictures presents the most exciting thriller of the year. Bob Odenkirk is nobody in theaters Friday, rated R. Yeah. (laughs) So much better this way. Really too bad, this band. You know, we, we were playing Sublime yesterday, and I was like, man, who was the lead singer? You know, I'd forgotten. It was Bradley Knoll. Yep. And then you had Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon, and they were both, their lives were cut way short by addiction and overdose, and, uh, you know, they could have gone on to some really great stuff, man. Who knows what we, what we would have gotten. Yeah, they were on Sublime. a tear. Sublime, definitely. Yes. Still, I think, I think he would have written a ton of more hits. Uh. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. All right, we're going to do uh, another caller. Let's get another caller on the line. Um, okay, Heather was last. So next we go to Nicole. Good morning to you, Nicole. Good morning, it. All right, good morning, it. Good morning, it to you. We have a fresh track. Are you ready? I think so. All right, we're playing loop. There it is. Let's we'll see if you can identify this loop. Here we go. <laughs> Another intro to a song. Should be pretty easy. Nicole, what do you think? Can you play it one more time? Yeah. All right, Nicole. Oh, this is hopeless. I'm sorry. Thank you anyway. Uh, Next up is Chris to take a shot at it. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, Preston. You guys rock. <laughs> My man, we appreciate that. All right, do you need to hear it again? Uh, no, it's Living Color, Cult of Personality. You got yeah. it? Yeah. Absolutely correct. Easy one. Hang on a second. Here's what we got for you. We have a Blu-ray copy of the critically acclaimed Promising Young Woman starring Academy Award nominee Carrie Mulligan. Don't miss the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh film that critics call a game-changing masterpiece and one of the best films of the year. It's available now on Blu-ray and DVD. Also, it's available on digital. Here's the whole thing in context. Last 
here. We had Vernon Reed, uh, guitarist of the band, on. What a great conversation, man. <laughs> I wish, listen, I, I was just listening to all their stuff. You know, I was just on a kick. Um, you almost say, could you do more songs? Oh, because those, I mean, yeah. that's such a that's such a driving, clear, powerful sound. Yep, they had, they had you know, some funk influences yeah. in there and some hard rock and... Uh, you know, it just had some soul to it. It's just a great band, and Vernon's just a just a music fan. He was yeah. just really everything geeking out about all things music. It was a really cool conversation. All right, next we have Stanley. Hey, Stanley. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Stanley. We have a new track that we are going to pop on for you. You ready to give this a shot? Yes, sir. Let's go. All right, here comes a new one for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I heard him exclaim something. What was that all about, Stanley? That's easy. That's uh, Brass Monkey. Button. Damn right. Sometimes we throw you a bone. That first one was hard. I've every single one so far. Oh, nice. Good for you, man. All right, Stanley, hang on. Here's what we got for you. The, uh, <laughs> I should start Sounds all over great. again. <laughs> the suspenseful and provocative psychological thriller Fatal, starring Hilary Swank and Michael Ealy. It's available on DVD and now from Lionsgate. All right. Uh, <laughs> Grr. I'm looking Grr. at the ones we have left. Marissa put together some really good ones. Um, I have uh, Iggy. Who's Iggy! Yo, Iggy. I'm here. All right, Ig. You ready to try this? I'm ready. It's a new loop. There it is, clip, and this one is for you. That really loses its... Yeah. Yeah, it lost me. Uh, Really? You didn't get it? No. Uh, You know, I'm going to play it one more time. Listen to just the beginning, okay? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Hang on. Okay. All right. That help? No. Okay. No, it did not. I tried. (laughs) I tried. Let's go to Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Come here. You're like the one I do not know. Oh, no. Well, listen, maybe maybe you'll get it on this yeah. uh, on this uh, playing. Here we go. Listen up. All right, Alex. No idea. All right, oh. thanks, Aaron. All right, we'll try Tracy next. Hi, Tracy. Hey, you guys. How are you guys doing? We're great. How are you? Good, good. You guys make my morning great. Oh, oh. thank you. How have you been doing in the contest? You've been able to identify a few of them? Everyone but that one. <laughs> uh, well, listen, li- when he plays it, listen again to the first few seconds, uh, and then don't get lost in the loop and, and give it a shot. Yep. I'm going to try. All right. All right, here we go. By the way, Steve, I like that term, lost in the loop. Lost in the loop. Yeah. I've been lost in that loop. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, anything? Did I do anything for you? The only thing that came to mind was Asia, but I don't. No, um, no. Yeah. Thank you anyway. That's at least a good guess. I yeah. appreciate it. Uh, we got two more tries on this particular one. I'll go to John. Hey, John. 
Yo. Yo, buddy. Um, Good are, morning, my Ow. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to try this, bud? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, here it is. Here we go. And I'm gonna have to go with white steak. Here I go. Yes! Yeah! Oh my God! Yeah. I love it, John. Hang on, you're a winner. Here's John, what we got for you. You have won yourself a Fandango code to see nobody. Sometimes the man you don't notice is the most dangerous man of all. Universal Pictures presents the most exciting thriller of the year. Bob Odenkirk is. Nobody. In case Friday. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is like a really badass revenge movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, pressed. I think you were saying you read somewhere. It's in the John Wick universe. Somebody had texted and said that yeah. he, that they heard that this is somehow or another connected to the John Wick what, universe. Like it may or may not be yeah. a regular guy pushed to have to. Yeah. Do some stuff. And I was yeah. I was getting John Wick vibes from it. I, I, I really enjoyed. It. It's very Wickian. Here is the full oh. clip of uh, Here I Go Again, by the way. Here I go again on my own. Now you clearly hear it, right? Yeah. Going down the only road <laughs> We're looking at, uh, Nick has the, um, the music video of this up that I'm watching yeah. right now. It was just in the absolute height of <laughs> slick production oh, yeah. uh, for the, the quote-unquote, you know, metal bands of the time. A really clean-looking stage with a, a, you know, very sleek appearance, and their production was spot-on. And wasn't Mrs. Snake gyrating around on the car? <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah. Mrs. Snake. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Snake. Johnny Katane <laughs> on Jaguars, <laughs> who at that time was just like amazing, mega babe. Well, she was mega she, rock babe. She had just uh, been in in uh, Bachelor Party, yes, yeah. and gorgeous in that movie. Uh, we have to wrap it up. Now you can do one more. All right, one more. The man says, and my next caller is Matt. Matt. Try this out. Hey, Matt, how you doing, bud? That's me. Yeah. Hey guys, how's uh, it going? I'm good. good. All right, Matt, we're gonna throw another one at you. Ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, here we go. <laughs> you should be able to get that one, right? Come on. All right, Matt. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm, is you, that... Uh, <laughs> you know it. Get all the other ones. Is this... Uh, 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 shoot. Is it Devo? It's not Devo. No. no. Yeah, so if you go. start with the band and go to, go to the title of the song. Let me go to uh, Michael. Yo, Michael. Hey, whatever. Hey, whatever, <laughs> buddy. All right, you ready? Uh, I don't need to play it. It's Butcher and Bob. Yeah! Oh! That is correct. Michael, here's what we got for you. All right, for you, Michael, <laughs> what am I looking at here? Oh, we're going to give you a Fandango code to see nobody. Sometimes the man you didn't notice is the most dangerous man of all. Universal Pictures presents the most exciting thriller of the year. Bob Odenkirk is nobody in theaters Friday, rated R. All right, and here's the uh, the unedited. Hey, oh, let's go. the classic hey, hey, for him. Hey. All right. Uh, with that, thank you for playing. Loop, there it is, hey, by the way. Hey, we hey. do appreciate it. Yes. 
And uh, we'll have another game all set for you sometime in the very near future. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have to take a break. So we are going to and come back in a moment, and we'll get you some more bizarre file stories when we return. So don't go away. We'll be right back. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise, we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. Uh, people send us gifts uh, from time to time. Yes. And uh, I got this in a box. I think I got it a week or two ago, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just getting to it now. But a woman named Karen Labasio Gardner sent us all uh, some kids' books. She writes uh, children's books. Ah. And she said, hey, I'm a big fan of your show. Uh, you got me through some tough times. You continue to bring laughter and smiles into my life. Thank you all for uh, what you do for your fans. I've enclosed my children's book signed for each of you and your families to enjoy or to give to someone that you love. I wrote this book with all of my heart and makes me happy to share it with all of you. The best part about being an author is knowing my little story is being read by children. Is it the same book or is it different books? It's the same book. It's called okay. Doodle Days with Daisy. Doodle Aww. Days with Daisy. And I have not read it yet, so I do not know what it's all about as far as uh, Daisy and her doodling goes. Maybe we could have Nick read it out loud to us. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, get to that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we have that topic. It's a conversation yeah. that we're planning on having very soon, so we'll get to that. But thank you, uh, Karen. I very much appreciate it, and I will... Uh, Parse these out to the uh, the group. Um, what is this, uh, Nick? It's uh, where Brandon Flowers now lives is in the Wasatch Mountains. So okay. this was a nod to his uh, his current um, living situation. Okay, so I guess it's just they they re uh, you know recorded it or imagined it. Yeah, and a little he, stripped down. He put the name on there, so that's cool. All right, uh, we're ready to do. Th- oh no, no, uh, sorry. What? Casey just want to do a, a shard out, a quick birthday shard out. Preston, if you remember, we played in, and they're bringing it back this year. The uh, Dry for Autism at DuPont Country yes, Club. Yes, I saw the email from uh, Artie and, uh, yeah. And Deanna Principe and yeah. Joe Principe. So so we were always paired up with a father-son combination, uh, Renee and Robbie Badillo. Renee is a doctor. Oh, yeah. His son, Noah, uh, has autism. Okay. And so Robbie... We started playing, Steve. He was like 13 years old. He's in med school now. Oh, my, oh my God. God. He's in med school down in Florida, and he said uh, he would love to get a, a birthday shout-out for his mom. Yeah. And this is from uh, him, uh, Robbie, Renee, the father, and his brother, Noah. Happy birthday to Mommy Badia, who is also a doctor as well. So happy birthday. Yeah. Man, Robbie can hit the ball, too, man. He can. He can he clock can. it. All right. Um, and I also want to mention this. The uh, National Cheesesteak Day fight is already a daily rush that is available (laughs) for you to watch. Yes. Wow. Nick Murphy got it done before the end of the show. Now, I love the description. It says, Preston and Steve show civil war. (laughs) A cheesesteak debate threatens to tear the show apart. And you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. Quick um, look at our tally. Do we know what the breakdown is so far? Is the, oh, the voting on our website? I do not know. I remember it was neck and neck earlier. I think it was 11 supported what Casey and I were thinking and the rest supported everything. <laughs> uh, so as of now, uh, just over 700 votes. It is uh, 22% not defined by the bread and 77% roll only. It's the rule. All right. So it goes for 24 hours. So yes. we'll see how that pans out tomorrow. I have a feeling it'll just skyrocket in our favor. Uh, we are going to get into the Bizarre File right now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, this morning it's brought to you by Netralon of America, safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seating every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Netralon of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Well, in the past few days, customs officials have seized gold concealed in the wigs and even undergarments of passengers. I saw a picture of two toupees with uh, gold up under them. That's exactly what That's it was. That's pretty wild. And they were like they were like Mo <laughs> Howard looking toupees. Yeah. Why is uh, your head all squashed down? In one such incident, two people were nabbed for trying to sneak in gold under their wigs, identified as Magrub Akbara Akbarali. Magruber? Uba uh, and Zubair Hassan Rafiathin both landed at the airport on Dubai or from Dubai. Customs officials suspected them of hiding something <laughs> and halted them from, for a thorough check. And during the check, they found two packets of gold paste found concealed under their wigs, which on extraction yielded 595 grams of gold. Do you mind if I just knock on your toupee? <laughs> Uh, they'd even shaved off a portion of their hair in order to <laughs> deceive personnel. It looked ridiculous. Uh, in another case, Balu Ganazan, who had arrived at the same flight, was intercepted and arrested by customs officials. During a search, three bundles of gold paste were discovered uh, from his rectum, which Oof. on extraction yielded two, 622 grams of gold. I'm going wow. the toupee route. Yes. Well- I mean, what if they like warm around the like? What if they were like Mr. T and it was just yeah. like, all straight I pity up gold? The fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder what the well. That's a good question. Why couldn't you wear just gold jewelry? Uh, yeah, it's a good. Well, sometimes you can only travel with so much in value. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, it. The, that's, that's before better. you before you have to declare it. You know. Okay. Maybe Mr. Um, T reset a lot of the, the rules. So during a personal search, four packets of gold paste weighing 1.5 kilograms were recovered, concealed inside another guy's socks, and stitched inside his underwear as well. Hey, uh, could you put the rest up your ass? And in another such incident, <laughs> Thamon Ansari was uh, was the receiver of gold, and he was also nabbed outside the airport when he was approached by the passenger to take the gold. So they busted this guy while he was trying to, you know, uh, get the gold uh, delivered to him. A giant panda at a Belgian zoo unexpectedly attacked one of its caretakers over the weekend, biting the attendant in the arm and leg and seriously injuring them. Um, a panda is a bear. Exactly. Uh, the panda, Tian Bao, resides at a privately owned zoo and botanical garden, and uh, the name of the garden is called uh, Pierre Deza. Uh, in a corridor that only caretakers have access to, a staff member was surprised to come face-to-face with the panda who had attacked him. Uh, Tian Bao was quickly secured by the victim's colleagues after the attack, and the seriously injured caretaker was taken to the hospital. They're so adorable, though. I don't think I'd be I'd mind being ripped to shreds by them. Uh, what went wrong is still being investigated. Giant pandas are generally solitary animals who do not tolerate intrusion into their territory. Uh, safety protocols forbid any direct contact between humans and giant pandas as soon as the pandas are two years old or weigh 70 kilograms, and Tian Bao is four years old. I remember that footage of the one uh, uh, panda bear trying to pull the guy under the fence. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Jacket. Under his jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No visitors had witnessed the attack. An Arizona man has been arrested after he cut off and held at gunpoint a caravan of National Guardsmen who are transporting COVID-19 vaccines to Matador, Texas. Are you serious? Uh, Larry Harris of Wilcox, Arizona, is accused of following three National National Guardsman vans 
Police say Harris attempted multiple times to run the vans off the roadway. He then turned his vehicle into oncoming traffic and stopped the vans. He then pointed a gun at an unarmed National Guardsman, identified himself as a detective, and demanded to search the vehicles and order the rest of the unarmed gunsmen, or guardsmen, I'm sorry, out of their vehicles at gunpoint. Harris told police that he thought the people in the vans had kidnapped a woman and child. All 11 of the guardsmen were in uniform. Uh, when police arrived at the scene, Harris was in possession of a loaded Colt 1911 pistol 45 caliber. He had an additional loaded magazine on his person and another loaded magazine in his truck. Officers took Harris into custody without further incident. They believe he was having a mental breakdown. Sounds like it. Obviously. So uh, he is going to be checked out. A Huntington Beach police officer is facing charges after allegedly creating a dating profile (laughs) using the information of a fellow officer who had had begun dating his ex-girlfriend. Oh, no. So to get back at him, yeah, he did yeah, yeah. this. Uh, Stephen Tennant was charged with two misdemeanor counts of internet impersonation. Tennant is accused of using a photo and personal phone number of the other officer to create a profile on DoubleList.com, which is a dating website. DoubleList. Uh, the officer's information was posted to the website twice in September, and after he began uh, dating Tennant's ex, the victim became aware something was up when he started getting texts from mm. people he didn't know, referencing the dating ads. The victim officer told the supervisor he was being harassed and police opened an investigation. Uh, The DA said it is curious and beyond disturbing that a sworn police officer would engage in such reckless behavior to endanger the safety of a fellow officer. Uh, Tenant could face up to two years in county jail. Love makes you do crazy things. On both counts. All right, and one last story. I love this one. Uh, Andel Kindle bought a $180 GPS device that he attached to his cat's collar after the pet had disappeared for two days. The tracker, which connected to a smartphone app, reportedly worked well until one day when the cat returned home, injured and missing the GPS device. Kendall was surprised to see the tracker quickly moving around town when he checked the app. He says he followed the GPS signal to a neighbor's house and couldn't see it crossing the road, but there was nothing in front of him. So he could actually see yeah. uh, the tracker going across the road, but he couldn't see anything from him. So he had realized the app signal was weak, and that's when uh, and that it was actually coming from underground. After the vet informed him his cat's injury was likely caused by a rat, he realized the tracker was following local drainage routes, ah. and they assumed that the tracker had been swallowed by the rat so, and was now f- all, going all over the place. The rat bit the uh, tracker off the cat? Off the cat, because the cat had injuries. Jesus. Or somebody else had attacked the cat, that, and it was, and eventually the rat ate it and was is now wow. all, going all over the place, and they can now track this Sounds rat. like a nursery rhyme. The cat ate the rat, yeah. <laughs> Which had the tracker and the yeah. GPS. Wow, man, that's wild. And there you go. That's why it's in the Bizarre File this morning. We're going to take a break. All right, National Cheesesteak Day. I'm going to give away the last one of these. It is a $25 Visa gift card courtesy of our friends at Steakum. 215-263-WMMR. Caller number 14. You get it. Steakum is a family-owned and operated company that embraces quality as their way of life. And they make you want to eat cheesesteaks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can always be sure that they will make deliciously satisfying meals that your entire family will love. So caller number 14, you get that gift card, 215-263-WMMR. We'll take a break. 
We'll see how you've been paying attention this morning. Lesson question, trash, music news on the way next. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to ask a lesson question of you today. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Godzilla versus Kong on the monster screen. And IMAX and will also set you up with free monster concessions. That means up to 20 bucks per person of some goods. Question is, besides the theme song to Growing Pains, what other TV theme song did B.J. Thomas sing? 215263WMMR. It was around 7 a.m. that we mentioned that. So besides the theme song to Growing Pains, what other TV theme song did B.J. Thomas sing? Not really. Don't go look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a true answer. It's what was said on the show. And we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Royal Farms brings it to you real fresh, real fast. Start each morning. With a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee, it's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What stories this morning, Steve? Well, Halle Berry signing on to star in a spy thriller for Netflix called Our Man from New Jersey. Barry will reportedly play a special agent who must help a witness escape from a jug handle. Oh, so, oh should be my exciting. God. Ellen has lost over a million viewers since stories of behind-the-scenes crew abuse surfaced. Ratings have gotten so bad that Ellen's studio parking spot was given to Steve Wilkos. Hey! Man, man, that's really bad. And finally, Andy Cohen revealing how the Kardashians COVID test anyone entering their Calabasas compound. Cohen says anyone visiting is first driven to an off-site testing facility where they are asked to breathe on Rob Kardashian. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. Thank you, Steve. Not one phone call for the lesson questions. <laughs> what is happening? Is it the phones? I think our phones have been wonky for a few weeks now. And oh, we I, got one. I, yeah, I know. I see, I see one coming in. But I, I don't know. It's, it seems weird. Uh, normally, no, you can ask any question. All the phone lines let up. Uh, and I, I, think there's a, I think there's a problem with the, with the hardware here. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe exactly. it's the mice. The mice have been all over the place. Maybe. You know, uh, uh, Sarah, uh, had, she had to borrow some of uh, the humane mouse traps that I have. She had a mouse situation in her office. So, uh, listen, they're chilling through the wires. Oh, gross. We, however, in our office, Kathy, Steve yeah. and I were talking about this yesterday. We haven't, haven't noticed seen anything? in a while. Yep, so I think we're good. Oh, good. I think we yes. let them out roam free out in the wilderness. Born free. Mm-hmm. What did we get, two or three two. in there? Two. Two in yeah. just in our office. Our office. Yeah. I don't know about in the uh, the studios, but um, well, I have a son- there's two sonic things going as well to sort of dissuade them from coming in. Free. Goodbye. Thank you for being humane. Thank you for being wonderful people. Goodbye. As free as the grass grows. Born free to follow your heart. Is that Andy uh, Dick? No. Oh, Andy, Andy Williams. Williams singing this? Uh, or Matt Monroe, possibly, Andy yes. Williams. yes. No, that's Andy Williams. There you go. The world will astound you. When I was a kid. Each time you look at a star. When I was a kid, we watched the Andy Williams show all the time. I loved it. I was, the first time I ever saw the Osmonds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're right. Okay. Hey, we have, uh, we have somebody who wants to uh, answer the question. How about that? Uh, so we'll go to the phones and we'll go to Dave. Hey, Dave, how you Dave! doing, buddy? 
great uh, day in the morning. Yes. <laughs> Dave, besides the theme song to Growing Pains, what other TV theme song did B.J. Thomas sing? 60 Minutes. 60 yeah. Minutes. <laughs> you got it, Dave. Hang on. All right, we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Godzilla vs. Kong on the monster screen in IMAX, plus a free monster concession set up up to $20 per person. Legends collide in this long-awaited face-off between two mythic icons, and the fate of the world hangs in the balance in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max, and that is March 31st. Rated PG-13. I was letting you solo for a minute. Oh, thank Rated you. PG-13. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Damn it, is that thing working? All right, it's brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's Month of Giving Benefiting Alex's Lemonade, by the way. Uh, donate through the app or in-store. Jersey Mike's be a sub above. We'll start with this. I almost do it way. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, it has been over five years since uh, legendary Motorhead, Motorhead, Motorhead singer and bassist Lemmy Kilmeister passed, passed away. But the news, uh, the new news that has emerged regarding his ashes, has served to enhance his legacy. Uh, Headbangers ball host Ricky Rackman shared a photo of a gift that he received that contained Lemmy's ashes. It's one of the most metal things. That I've ever seen and a fitting tribute to the Motorhead bassist. Uh, and Ricky wrote, before his death, Lemmy asked for his ashes to be put in some bullet cartridges <laughs> and handed out to his closest friends. Wow. Today, I received a bullet and was literally brought to tears. What a great idea. That is kind of cool. Yeah. And and the way that it is, it's, uh, it's um, uh, what do you call it? Not monogrammed, but... Um, Embossed? No, um... Engraved, engraved. Uh, so it's engraved and it says Lemmy on on the on the actual casing, uh, and it's, it comes in a, in a little box, a little case for you to display it in. Is it translucent or no? No, you can't see it, but they're inside there. And uh-huh. I'm assuming you know you get the choice. You, you you keep it and display it like this, or do you go out and pop off the round and send them out into the world? That is cool. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, recently, Foo Fighters paid tribute to Lemmy with the release of their song, No Son of Mine, as Dave had uh, Dave Grohl spoke about the influence uh, that he had on their single. Uh, Dave said the song began with a country swing to it, but then we decided for something a bit more aggressive, and it turned into these chunky riffs. I wish Lemmy were alive to hear it, because he would see how much of an influence he's been to me. My uh, oldest daughter, who is... Uh Totally into show tunes. Um, was playing for me songs of her choice the other day, and she played and she loves the song "Stay Clean" by Motorhead. Oh, I yeah? was like, "Where it, does this? Where is this coming from?" But it's on the soundtrack for that uh, Sing Street movie. Okay, and I, that's where she fell in love with it. But still, I'm like, I'm "Yeah, cool. that's pretty that wild. That's, cool. that's a yeah. leap." Uh, Rob Zombie, his uh, Kunar Injection Kool Aid Conspiracy. Uh, has landed at number one on the Billboard Top Album sales chart. Uh, wow. 26,000 copies first week out. Rob spoke on the title of the Lunar Injection. It's not the Cooner Injection. They freaking typed that wrong. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Uh, saying, I like to try to think of an album title that you've never heard before, even though it's probably one that you can't remember, because nothing bothers me more than when I see just the same title 
on multiple recordings. I'm like, come on, man, there's a lot of words out there, and I don't just string crazy stuff together, even though it sounds like it. He said, I spent a long time on the title, and it changes constantly. When I first start the record, I don't know what anything is going to be called. I don't know what it's going to sound like. And then as the record starts forming, I start coming up with multiple titles or ideas for titles. And then by the time the record's done, I usually have what I think might be the title. And everyone's like, what's the title? What's the title? I'm like, eh, I don't know yet, even though I do know. And then I start messing around with the artwork. And then I'll change the title again because I'm like, oh, wow, that doesn't look like that. Like that. It doesn't fit. So as random as it may all seem, I spent a lot of time trying to find the right title for the record. And hopefully... When you're done listening to the record, what might may sound like nonsense before you hear the music, after you've heard the music, you can think to yourself, well, of course, the only thing this album could have been called is the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. I thought it was the Harold and Kumar. <laughs> right. The Kumar. That's a, no, Kunar. You know Kunar. what it is, though? Lunar uh, spelled with a K. The, it is hilarious, <laughs> isn't it? Well, it's not your fault. It's the fact that they... How do they the even think that's a word? How, when they print that out, does no, does no one you know, copy, read, or proof the uh, the stuff before they send it out? I don't know. Does no one? Uh, coming tomorrow as part of U2's limited virtual road concert series on YouTube, uh, the band will post its 1984 concert film, U2 Live at Red Rocks. Uh, UndiscoverMusic.com. Uh, Reported that in addition to the previously run 2001 show, U2 Go Home Live from Slane Castle, uh, the series will go on to feature U2's um, 1997 concert at Mexico City's Foro Sol St- uh, Stadium and wrap on April 10th with 2015's broadcast of Innocence and Experience live in Paris. I have the one at the, the Slane Castle one. Yeah. And it's so good. And it's, you know, there are different eras of U2, of course, but that 2001 era... They were really at the top of their game. Yeah. And live U2 that year was was just phenomenal. And in front of this Sling Castle, it's a really cool visual in the background. Plus, they had the technology to make it look and sound great. There's a castle back there <laughs> in the horizon. This edifice that says, don't come in, but we're coming in with the power of rock and roll. <laughs> it's Kathy laughing in the background. Oh, uh, we're, we're looking at... Sling goes out to Kathy, who's having a hell of a time trying to make French toast. <laughs> It's Looking fun. at video footage of that Slain Castle, Nick, was that on the, what tour was that? That's the Elevation Tour. Elevation. Elevation, yeah. So they did, God, it was a great tour. Yeah, and uh, I remember when they came through Philly, they did it twice. They were uh, pre-9-11 and then post-9-11, and they got better after 9-11. It just, they were, they were so great. And on another monitor, we have the Live at Red Rocks um, yeah. being shown right now. I would like to see that, because I've seen just like maybe two songs Done from that particular concert, and I remember as a kid watching it on MTV, and I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. This is another level. This is really, Those rocks really cool." Are so red, <laughs> and I had never seen red rocks. I've seen castles that are brown and rocks that are red. What a tour this has been! I see London, I see France, I see your mother's underpants. <laughs> uh, but I'd never, I'd never seen video footage of that. Venue before I had no idea that it, it that's a venue than a state of mind had existed. And how many people could fit? It's fairly small, Four. it's like a 3,000 seater, <laughs> uh, like, like six or seven thousand. Yeah, oh, six or seven thousand. Yeah. We okay. move a few rocks, it could fit a few more. <laughs> Don't sit on those red rocks. All right, you so get that, red on your slacks. So this. 
You know, around where your, your, your nut sack is. Back to your, your uh, hole. Under your bug hole. <laughs> <laughs> You're an LBJ fan, Mona? <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> we always quote, you know, yeah. leaders. Who has sought the most comfortable pair of Hager slacks. <laughs> he was tasked with finding pants that would accommodate the condors, contours of his huge testicles. <laughs> I know you like the word testicles. I can hear the crowd responding. Uh, but down where the zipper would, uh, yeah, would right come where up. Yeah, right where you Look at how young he looks. Where your nuts hang. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit too tight. All right, anyway. God, he looks like he's 11. I know, in this video. Look at that. Walk Ed. away, walk away. Walk away, walk away. Edge looks really young in that, too. Well, they were really young. They were. Yeah. Uh, all right. Ringo Starr says director Peter Jackson's new documentary of the Beatles' 1969 Let It Be sessions show a truer look at the band than the original film. The word is, is that there was a lot more um, pleasant yeah, and, and Ringo mentions going it on in this. Uh, the new documentary, The Beatles Get Back, is based around 56 hours of never released footage of the group rehearsing and recording at uh, Twickenham Film Studios and Apple Studios. Shot between January 2nd and January 31st, 1969. The full-length new movie is set to hit theaters August 27th. And Ringo said... The new film is far better than director Michael Lindsay Hogg's primarily downbeat 1970 Let It Be feature. He said, yeah, I'm always moaning that the Michael Lindsay Hogg doc was miserable, and it was. It was based on a couple of seconds where two guys, meaning Paul and George, uh, what they went through. We had lots of those moments, but we had a lot of loving, too, and that was never shown. Well, the movie is always cited as a movie showing the dissolution of the Beatles. The, right. that, that this the was breakup. the Yeah, the breakup. And yeah. you were seeing all the indicators that that's where they're going. I'd love to see more surrounding that and, and reframe it as a more positive experience because it's a great album. They show, I've seen, you've seen the teaser yep, for yep, it. Yep. And, and it's them goofing around and having fun. There's a part where yeah. Paul and John are singing a song, and they're doing it with their teeth gnashed together like this, and they're singing only like this, and they were just goofing around, yeah, having yeah, fun. Yeah. So more stuff like that, it's really going to... I I love that after all these years, there's still new stuff being found. Hey, Paul, let's fart in some Mason jars. <laughs> I love it. And then we'll smell and see if we can figure out who's who. <laughs> Come on. Or smell this. What do you think? I think that's George. <laughs> it's got a woodsy out in, the, out in the moors kind of smell. Take a deeper sniff. Really? Get in there. <laughs> I had no idea we ripped that off from the Beatles. Really? They really fun. Yeah. Did they were huge influence yeah. on everyone. All so. right. These are six pieces of pizza, and our pubes are on each one. <laughs> They're doing radio stunts. Our radio stunts. Six pieces. They must have used Billy Preston Absolutely, and George Martin yeah. as well. George Martin's in that easy yeah. curly. Looks like dreadlocks. <laughs> when you get older, your pubes really curl up. <laughs> looks like an alpaca. <laughs> so anyway. Look at the equipment they're working on. It's so amazing. Oh, it's next to nothing. It was, yeah. It was so antiquated. But... Is that Abbey Road? Uh, 
Uh, this is in Apple's studios, okay. I believe. It's what it says. I, you know, so that's Morshester on the Dingby. I don't know if they ended up in in Abbey Road or not at all for those particular sessions. But anyhow, <laughs> did you see the footage? Uh, it's um, it's uh, I'm having a brain fart, but it's Sam um, Smith mm-hmm. singing. Oh, yeah. um, I'm at the time. Time after time, and he is at Abbey Road, right in the in the basement studio, right. Uh, it's cool, yeah, yeah. Same studio where John Lennon shaved his <laughs> all the <laughs> shaved his pubes, yeah. and then he went into right, another yeah, room yeah, where they, they tasted it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, Ringo says everyone's going to be amazed at the new documentary. Can't wait. Mentioned this earlier. These two stories I mentioned earlier in entertainment news, but uh, '70s hit maker B.J. Thomas revealed he has stage four lung cancer. Uh, Thomas, who's now 78, best known for his hits, Hooked on a Feeling, uh, Raindrops Keep Falling in My Head, uh, Hey, Won't You Play Another Somebody son- Done Somebody Wrong song. And he did the the theme song, this, uh, to uh, Growing Pains. Uh, for uh, the series' first season, he was solo, and in subsequent years, he performed that song duet first with Jennifer Warrens and then with the late Dusty Springfield. He released a statement to fans saying, I just wanted to take this unique opportunity and share my gratitude to Gloria, my wonderful wife, and my rock for over 53 years. My family, friends, and fans, I'm so blessed to have had the opportunity to record and form beautiful songs in pop country and gospel music and share those wonderful songs and memories around the world. Millions of you, I ask for all your prayers during this time. And that my music can live on with you. My mom had a huge crush. Oh, he's a looker. The guy's Thomas. a looker. I'll yep. tell you this is that, and we live in a time, um, and lest you forget, where you hear stage four, and there have been countless stories of people who have come back from stage four. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the realm of possibility, and I hope it's in his future. And then one last story. April 21st will mark the fifth anniversary of Prince's death. And on that day, Paisley Park... His home studio and creative sanctuary will invite fans to pay tribute to the late artist in its atrium free of charge. Uh, Advance uh, reservations are required. I was saying earlier this morning, that's a place I really want to visit someday. Well, I mean, it's Prince. I mean, you, you know, yeah. they uh, talk about a, a, a nuclear uh, reactor of music. And also this, the different stuff is, is recording his... his um, his attention to everything. Yeah. I, I, the shots that I've seen are pretty wild, and apparently the gravitron is going to be open. No. Uh, well, and listen, he was such a he was such a gravitron, a visual person too. That I that I just want to see what this place yeah. looks like, you know, on the inside uh, in person. He's got uh, soft ice cream machines too. Uh, they said the guests are also welcome to leave flowers, uh, mementos, and other memorial items in front of the love symbol statue outside of the Paisley Park main entrance. Who owns? Who owns it now? Is it the estate? Is it his sister? It's the estate. Okay. Because they were talking and have been talking about making it this type of thing more like a Graceland. Okay. For people coming in to pay tribute. Uh, Yeah, so it's pretty much become a Prince Museum. Uh, His estate, which was in considerable disarray at the time of his death, has reached agreements with Warner and Sony Music. They've embarked on an ambitious reissue campaign. Uh, They produced some box sets for 1999, Purple Rain and Sign of the Times, as well as a curated website containing uh, detailed history of all of his official videos, among other projects. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, and there you go. The end of the music news for you. Hey, Kathy. Yeah? Uh, We have a secret text where we need a caller, please. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with caller 15. All right, caller 15. Let's see if you know the secret text word. 215-263-WMMR. When we get back, we'll get a winner, and we'll also uh, grab a random texter to give a prize to as well. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
WMMR wherever you are. On WMMR.com, our mobile app on your smart speaker, and at Radio.com. All right, so Kathy had called for number 15 on the phone, so let's go get that person. It's Ryan, everybody. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Ryan, if you know the secret text word, we have a prize for you. What is it? Is it I? Yes. E-Y-E-I. That is correct. And, Ryan, hang on a second here because we are going to give you a digital download of the dark romantic comedy, Happily, starring Joel McHale and Carrie Bechet. And you can buy or rent it today on digital and on demand. That is from Paramount Pictures. It is rated R. And, oh, we have uh, our winner, Harry Wood. Harry Wood! Harry Wood texts in or emails in quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, So I'm quite familiar with that name. So Harry. legit. Congratulations. It doesn't say where he's from here, though. But from Vaney Bulge, Pennsylvania. But Harry Wood from Vaney Bulge, Pennsylvania <laughs> is our winner. So congratulations to you, Harry Wood. Pierre Robert is here. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Excellent. Wonderful. You're wearing that favorite hat, that series of hats that you bought from that one dude who's the only guy who makes those hats. Woofy I love them. Bubbles. Woofy Bubbles? Woofy Bubbles. Philadelphia okay. artist. And he's now in Texas, I think you said? No, he's in Mexico somewhere. Oh, Mexico, okay. In fact, I have to have Pancake track him down again because I always <laughs> keep losing them. Um, How many do you buy at a time? I bought like 15, I think, the last <laughs> 15. time. 15. But I bought at least 15 before that and lost every one of them. I've and left the- them in stores in New York City. I've left them on trains. I left one, as I told you, on an airplane. That's yeah. not like you. I know. Yeah. I forgot my phone this morning. Somewhere there's still a a suitcase on a train. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. The other day, uh, my neighbor needed ginger ale, so I stopped at the ginger ale uh, store. Right. Uh, Well, There's a specific ginger ale store. Yeah, the Acme store. And I got that, and then I got a couple of other things, and then I said, oh, my wallet's out in the car, I see. I didn't have it in my bag. So I went out to the car and realized I'd left the wallet at the Starbucks five miles down the road. Oh, my God. Uh, which had just closed. And then I had the foresight to call them, and they were still open. And I went down. I got the wallet, uh, and they, uh, and I un- <laughs> I removed my mask so she could see that it was me. Yeah. Uh, she looked at my uh, license. She gave me happily the wallet, and I went back, and I, I got the ginger ale, which was still on the checkout counter <laughs> when I got there a half an hour later. Right. Um, and that's a day in the life. And now you've you've misplaced your phone. Yeah, the well, one no. you, the one you ran over. The one I ran okay. over twice. Is, um, yeah. That's been donated to science. Oh, oh okay. Uh, but I have a new phone. I just left it science. on the counter on the way out the door. Okay, oh. all right. Yeah. How do you feel when you're phoneless? I feel I, a, a momentary annoyed panic. as f. I find I feel momentarily panicked, and then after a while, I feel kind of liberated. Yeah, yeah. No. I wish, but you're annoyed as f right now. I'm. Just so annoyed. He's not liberated yet. I'm not liberated. (laughs) You're still in the first stage. Pierre smash. Yeah. Pierre (laughs) smash. Ready to smash something. I love it. All All right. right, Well, let's channel that energy. I think so. And we'll get a letter. How about that? Yo. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... U as in Uber. All right. And we have $500 to give away. That'll be an Uber prize. You have... It's part of uh, T-Mobile's uh, 5G Fridays, by the way, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs. 
in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve show for another shot of 500 bucks. You can click contest WMMR.com to enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? So we'll give that away. Two more letters to go. That's it on Friday. We'll do it. Uh, what do you have in store for today? On the program, we will have workforce box of Shine Down and the Rolling Stones and Collective Soul. Hmm. Very, very enjoyable. Thank you. I want to thank our sponsors and the President Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods Local Flavors. Uh, also, Duncan, the official coffee of the President mm. Steve Show, and Jersey Mike's. It is their month of giving. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Uh, tomorrow morning on the program, we will... Ah, Brad Williams. Oh, we love Brad Williams. One of our favorite guests yeah. will be on the show. We'll so see what's going on in Brad's world, and we'll find out what else we can kick around with you tomorrow. Uh, thanks again. Also, uh, one more to stick them up. Uh, yes. Nas- National Cheesesteak Day. Uh, and you can head to Steakum.com and check out their library of recipes, and you'll also find one uh, that'll please the whole family. So visit your local grocery store today, buy some Steakum sliced steaks to celebrate National Cheesesteak Day today. Thank you to Steakum for the giveaways. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. This is Jody from Hansberry Enterprises on Route 724 in Parker Ford, Pennsylvania. We are a small automotive shop that's been in business since 1986. We offer services from general automotive repairs and inspections to classic car restoration and customizations. We also buy and sell used cars. Check out our website at hansberryinc.com. Call us at 610-495-5344 or message us on Facebook. Mention this ad and receive 10% off your first service. Thank you. Next message. Hi, guys. This is Keith Eshelman. My brother is Robert Eshelman. We own a bar called Robert's Bar and Grill. We started up in December. We also own Paris Caters in Berlin, New Jersey. Robert'sBarandGrill.com. The catering was hurt pretty hard for this COVID time. But we love your show. We love your customers. And if any customers come in and mention WMMR, they get a free dessert for the whole month of March. Greatly appreciate you guys. And your staff is wonderful when I was there before. Thanks, guys. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.